civilization finally come to Abragaro? Stranger things have happened. Let me see your identification. Uh oh. Looks like someone's just bought the right. heavy end of it. That's the hammer, all right. Let's hope that's not our contact. Where are we meeting him, anyway? <laughs> well, right over there. Low boot. We're supposed to take one of the tables near the bar in the casino area and wait. He'll contact us there. I think I see the bar over there, just back at the Sabak tables to the left. That's probably where he wants us. You ever been here before? Not this place, no. Last time I was at Abrogado Ray was years ago. <laughs> it was worse than most Iceland, and I didn't stay long. Whatever problems you might have with the new government here, you have to admit, they've done a good job of cleaning the planet up. Yeah, well, whatever problems you have with the new government, let's keep them quiet, okay? Just for once, I'd like to keep a low profile. Oh, hey, whatever you say. Good day, gentles. How may I serve? Do you have any Necrogor Omic wine? We do indeed. 45, 49, 50, and 52. Well, we'll have half a care of the 45. Thank you, gentles. Was that part of the countersign? Actually, he didn't say anything about what we should order. But since I happen to like a good Necroormic wine... And since Coruscant is picking up the tab for it. <laughs> something like that. Will there be anything else, Gentles? Not right now, thank you. So, I guess we wait. Well, while you're busy waiting, do a casual 180. Third Sabak table back. Five men and a woman. Tell me if the guy, second from the right, is who I think he is. Not Finn Tor. Sure looks like him to me. I figured you'd probably seen him more recently than I have. Uh, not since the last Kessel run you and I did together. Just before that other big Sabak table. You're not still sore about the Falcon, are you? <laughs> what, now? No, probably not. No sore than I was at losing the game to an amateur like you in the first place. Amateur? Hey, but I'll admit there were times right afterwards when I lay awake at night plotting elaborate revenge. Good thing I never got around to doing any of it. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, if you hadn't lost the Falcon to me, we probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. The Empire's first Death Star would have taken out Yevon and picked the Alliance apart planet by planet. And that would have been the end of it. Maybe, maybe not. With people like Agbar and Leia running things. Leia would have been dead. She was already slated for execution when Luke, Chewie, and I pulled her out of that Death Star. Hey, she'll be okay, huh? Don't worry. I just wish we knew what the Imperials wanted with her. I know what they want. They want the twins. Are you sure? As sure as I am of any of this. Why else didn't they just use stun weapons on us in that biffish ambush? Because the things have a better than 50-50 chance of sparking a miscarriage, that's why. Hey, sounds reasonable. Does Leia know? I don't know. <laughs> oh. What? All right, men, load your weapon. Uh-oh, indeed. 
Offhand, I'd say that explains why Tor is hiding at the Sabak table. And doing his best to ignore us. Attendant. Yes, gentles? Give me 20 Sabak chips, will you? Certainly. Wait a minute. You're not going over there, are you? You got a better idea? If he's our contact, I sure don't want to lose him now. Hey, so much for keeping a low profile. So what do you want me to do? Be ready to run some interference. So far, it looks like they're just watching him. Maybe we can get him out of here before his pals arrive in force. And if not? Then I'll create a diversion and meet you back at the Falcon. Right. Hey, good luck. Draconians will never go What do you want? Deal me in. <laughs> okay. Headgear. This is the Dungeons and Dweebs Podcast, episode 26, Heir to the Empire, part two. I'm your host, Bob. Do you remember the scene in the movie Ghost where Demi Moore is making pottery? Patrick Swayze comes up behind her, presses his wet nose to her neck, and as the Imperial March swells, he whispers gently in her ear, You are the Malariash. Well, just like old Peace Ways, we're here to guide and mold your perceptions of Star Wars literature. Just let it slip through your auditory sense organs. But I'm not alone. Across the table from me, during our last tabletop game of X-Wing Miniatures, he plunged his Star Cruiser deep into the enemy's space dock. And once within the tightly defended perimeter, it exploded outward, spewing forth its swarming load of crystalline white TIE fighters. Man, did we cream our opponents. It's Luke. You know, I always come through with those crits at the last second. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> hey, welcome back. It's, uh, you know, coming out of the Halloween season here, back into Star Wars. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Again, and one of my favorite series. So I'm glad hey. to finally be finishing off the next one. Hey, so why don't we just kick this off? Stick with your catchphrase, Luke. <laughs> So everybody forgets about your terrible Han Solo <laughs> to my <laughs> left. He's already, it's payday and he's already spent half his paycheck on Twilight Dancers. It's Klob. <laughs> Greetings, my young Erodians, Trandoshians, and Durasis, Durasis, Durasi? Durasis? Anyways, <laughs> November is madly rushing by us and before we know it, it, it will be American Thanksgiving. I'm inviting you all over to Old Uncle Klob's for a galactic Thanksgiving dinner. I'm cooking up delect a delectable variety of succulent yogs, juicy woodoos, and a special brined nuna. 
I'll also, I will also be making my special mashed Carillion potatoes mm. in my custom YT-1300 freighter bowl. <laughs> oh, oh, and I'm having my mom make the best pumpkin patuga you've ever had. <laughs> then we'll take a nap like we just got out of a hole in the Bespin mining facility. <laughs> Listeners are welcome. Just no Empire uniforms at the dinner table, please. Is this Star Wars or Dr. Seuss? <laughs> Across the table from me, he got a fake ID at 15 so he could vote. <laughs> his day is not complete without an entry into his video diary The foggy to my Matt Murdock The gaggy to my Joker Look it up Neil, what's up young man? Okay, we're going to talk about this right now <laughs> I do not care that you are older than me But in this situation, there's no way you are Murdock You are more foggy than anything I'm sorry, this is not flying There's no way that's happening I was trying to pull out a Luke Cage reference But I figured that would just come off badly As the dude from the Great North White Well, well you're kind of wearing the colors a little bit too Just get your little tiara oh, yes. on right now Yes, be perfect. I look ridiculous <laughs> Well, if I, had, if I had Iron Fist little booties on too It'd be okay There we go His little yellow booties so the, the Iron Fist has booties. Yes, he does. Yeah, what are you referring to? What? He has booties. Haven't you seen that? No. You borrowed that whole line of the comics, too. You said you read them. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> he's got little, like, elf, he's got little, he's got little yellow booties. booties. And at um, one point, it's, what is it? At one point, there's a scene where it's Daredevil, Luke Cage, and they're giving Iron Fist crap for his little booties. I, are we talking about this, of the new adventures? No. The wave of the new event? Oh, no. No, okay. that one thick omnibus that I gave you that you put in Mylar. Oh, that I mylard for Yes, you did mylard oh, yes. for me. So you have to put it into mylard. <laughs> I somehow missed that. I don't know. I don't remember. So anyways, Neil, what random statistic are you going to bring up this time? I am on issue eight of Old Man Hawkeye that I started waiting for you to get here. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's random enough right now. Wow. That's pretty good. That's pretty well, good. we are I'll not on issue number eight. We are still on novel number one of the Heir to the Empire trilogy, but this is part two. By so Timothy Zahn. Timothy Zahn, uh, touted as being uh, one of the greatest authors to ever grace the stage of Star Wars authorship. Sure. Um, yeah. Stage. <laughs> stage. The page. Stage. Page. Ooh, the, the page. page. Ooh, yes. And we're going to be Dr. Seuss the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but before Could we you get. Give a Wookiee a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already owns a comb? Oh, have you, I have you, my have Wookiee. You, have you not seen the Christmas special? Oh, I know what you get, Grandpa Wookiee. No, that's a song. <laughs> that's a song on a record. Um, but anyway, uh, before we get this thing fired off, should we uh, fill up a little bit here? Yes, let's. Freshen up, gentles. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, again, the green chick over there is bringing us some, something special, so come on over here, sweetheart. I'll pay mm. for it, though. How sensitive are head tones? We don't serve their Do you have any blue milk? Oh, what am I supposed to find in it? Oh my goodness. It's bigger on the inside. I want to go to Cocky's Station. Power converters. Okay, okay, it's not a detonator, it's just a jammy dodger. What are the boys? Tamer talk. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, all right. Well, yeah. Hey, thank you. So, uh, what are you doing? Oh, hey, we're back on. Not right. now, Clob. Mm. Uh, just so you know, yes. Nunas are birds that you can hunt on both Naboo and Tatooine. So. <laughs> oh, my God. It sounded like a euphemism for some lady parts. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your Nunas over here. Well, I was thinking a little further south. But hey, anyway, uh, welcome to Tavern Talk hey, for those of you. There, there may be some aliens that have multiples of those as well. Yeah, true. You know, I we're Nuna fluid around here. Jeez. <laughs> so, 
or bird flu. <laughs> <laughs> the bird flu? What? Welcome, to Tavern, <laughs> welcome to Tavern Talk, the part of the show before the show where we just sort of talk about what's going on in our nerd universe. And get sidetracked. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the entire show. Welcome to Dungeons and Dweebs, everybody. Um, yeah, so generally, s- it starts with me. Yeah, so why don't we keep up the tradition? Luke, what's been going on in your nerd universe? In my nerd universe? I've actually, I've been playing video games. And that's no. not... I actually... No, that's, that's weird for me. I really... He hates technology. I, well, I just... I work on computers all day. The last thing I want to do is look at more when I get this home. This is true. What have you um, been playing? First thing, I, I want to bring up a game, uh, Life is Strange. It hmm. uh, hmm. actually came out in about 2015... Uh, I, I, I've been playing that game for almost 40 years. <laughs> it's not, it's not that long. <laughs> um, it was uh, released by a company called Don't Nod in association with, my gosh, I know their name, Square Enix. Square Enix and Don't Nod released this um, originally for the PC and then eventually just made its way to P- PlayStation, Xbox, and eventually to iOS where I found it. Oh, cool. Kind of one of those, like, I think Telltale Games was the one who made, like, The, the Wolf Among Us. Yes. Wolf Among Us, Walking Dead, started with the Jurassic Park one that wasn't as good as the other two. Yeah, but it's very much in that vein of sort of like there's a story going on and you're sort of interacting with the world through dialogue. Um, there's a little bit more. Um, the I've played uh, on iOS. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy game that I've played that is very that does that as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's very much like it become its own sort of genre mm-hmm. recently. Um, but I just picked this up. The first you know episode was free. Um, that's how they get you. That that it is, is that is how they got me. Um, I'm, I am gonna the one two two. I only have two complaints about this game. Uh, number one is the controls are garbage. Um, <laughs> that's pretty huge. Well, no, it, it's not because you know it's mostly a dialogue driven driven game. Okay, so it's I mean you know you're just you're just uh, clicking around the world and like interacting with things. Um, and it's a, it's a one of those where you get like the dialogue from the NPC and then you get like four choices of yes. what your response is. Yes, you do. Um, and then um, one thing that was, I, I don't, and I think that's why the first episode is free on this one is you play as a teenage girl, mm. and you start in school, and there's you, you kind of deal with a little bit of like teen, teenage drama, and I'm like, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna be into this. <sighs> and then all of a sudden it gets to where her superpower comes out and she can rewind time, oh. and I'm like, oh my god, I was hooked immediately. I just plowed my way through this game oh, cool. over the weekend. Honestly, one of the best. Stories in a video game that I've ever played. Really? Oh, cool. Oh, um, what's this called again? Life is Strange. Life is Strange. The soundtrack is amazing on it. I downloaded it on my phone. I've been listening to it constantly. And it's, I mean, the story was so good to a point where when it was over, like, I, there was something, like, missing from my life. Oh, and, wow. and also, your final choice in the game is super messed up. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, my, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. Um, so th- that was uh, a large part of my uh, last weekend. Um, I've also been, I guess, not playing this game. Um, the Call of Cthulhu video game has come out. It actually came out on October 30th. Oh, okay. So, and I've, I've been watching some gameplay online. Um, it's very cool. The, I mean, just how well they've incorporated the Cthulhu mythos into a video game. Right. Um, along with, I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, like this horror game um, like mechanic where something's chasing you and you have to like hide inside of something. Okay. What they, what they have, your, your character in that game has claustrophobia. So you might be being chased by something, but once you go in and you hide in a cupboard, he starts to freak out. 
okay. and I think if you hide in there too long, he has a heart attack or something because he just panics and he can't handle it. Right. So you have to kind of balance. You can't just hide from the forever. Enemy. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and there is a lot That's of you cool. know any book you pick up could drive you insane in right. the game. Um, it, it's really been awesome watching this and learning more about the Cthulhu mythos, which kind of drove drove me to my next point in Tavern Talk here. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to a YouTube channel that I I kind of stumbled upon. It's called the Exploring Series. And what he does is he like just an insane amount of playlists of videos. He went to like the the Middle Earth history, he went into the Cthulhu mythos, and you know, and I even, you know, I learned a little bit about Nyarlathotep, who we read a story about at the end of our Halloween Spooktacular. Yes. So, huge shout out, go check out the Exploring Series on YouTube, definitely go at least play the first free chapter of Life is Strange. Yeah. That's what I've got for you on this Tavern Talk Glob. I have been on a series binge lately. Um, it's 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 gotten cold up here. There's less time outside. True. I've been doing. It's dark at three it's p.m. It's dark at three p.m. Um, so I've gone through a bunch of different series here. I've uh, been watching a bunch of the new Doctor Who, the eleventh season. Mm. Um, I so far so far I'm still into it. It's still pretty good. I'm you know I was a huge. I talked on the podcast about how I was a huge Peter Capaldi guy. Um, I do like season eleven. I think they are going in a nice direction with mm. it. Uh, uh, with old Jodes. With old Jodes, yes, <laughs> old Jodes. Actually, it's young Jodes. Yeah, old young Jodes. Old young Jodes. Um, <laughs> the other one of the other series that I've been watching. I've been watching the new Magnum PI. Yeah. <laughs> and you said that that's pretty that's good. Right it's now. for what it is. If for, for I mean Magnum PI, the original Magnum PI was no you know great cinematic no, feat on TV. No. For what it is, it's fun. It's a little. Yeah. It's a fun little forty-five minutes of of you know of red Ferrari car chases and jumping out of helicopters. Yeah. My kind of Heck stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, one of the cool things I will say though is they did go across and they made Higgins a woman. The old English guy that's on that's on the estate from the original is now a young English woman. Oh, neat. But the dogs are still there, and they still chase Magnum around. Jay Hernandez, who plays Magnum P.I. now, I think does a very good job mm. at kind of capturing... They still do, like, the Magnum P.I. voiceover when he's, like, driving around mm. from the original, and, right. and that fits very I, I'm well. I'm nodding like series. I've never watched this show. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Help me, olds, folks. Um, <laughs> more, the other, more of an A-team kid. The other oh yeah oh nice a team and airwolf airwolf <laughs> the other one the things that I've been going through is I have been binging Marvel on Netflix mm. I've gone through both seasons of Jessica Jones Woo! I've gone through the Defenders I've gone through both seasons of Luke Cage wow. I'm just starting uh, season three of Daredevil oh wow, wow. Uh, Jessica Jones I loved uh, the Defenders you have to binge it. It's got to be one. Of, it, I can see that if you were if you're trying to watch this as like a, a as like a weekly show, that it I was, think it was, that, was that episodic. I thought it was a movie. No, no it's episode. It oh. It's eight. I guess I guess I, I binged it. So yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's eight it's eight episodes, and I could see that if you were trying to like watch it as just an episode, and then like a couple days later another episode or a week, mm. I get I could see that it would get a little long. If you just watch them, it's like I went through it in like two days. Yeah. Wow. And so I liked I liked the Defenders a lot. For those uh, for those of you who don't know, the Defenders is Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Iron Fist. Why are you pointing at me? I and uh, because Luke you didn't Cage. read the comic, I let you borrow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> talked about all of a minute. And I will I will say I hear the art in that comic. That's what I, <laughs> I agree with a lot of the trolls online. Iron Fist bothered me. 
I know partly because oh. I didn't, and I I intentionally didn't watch the Iron Fist series because I just heard horrible things mm-hmm. about it, and I kind of got that from watching the Defenders that the Iron Fist character bothered me. However, he shows up as a get for a guest appearance for like two episodes in the second issue or in the second season of Luke Cage, which oh. takes place after the Defenders. Mm-hmm. Totally fixed the character for me. Really cool. Huh. That's nice. um, and so that was cool. That's what I've been he doing. Was like, he was pretty good as like a punchline in the Defenders. That's why I like yes. him. <laughs> and I and if you read the comics, Neil, if you've read the comics, <laughs> the old Luke Cage, the old Iron Fist and Luke Cage comics actually come together for a long time and do Heroes for Hire, which they're together oh, and they're best friends. Okay. Yeah. And so there were a lot of little send ups and there were a lot of little quips of them beginning their friendship and doing that within within the whole series. I really liked it. Uh, I'm disappointed there's not going to be a season three of Luke Cage. Or Iron Fist. Or uh, well, I don't. Yeah, I'm just but because it. It season two of I, season two of Luke Cage ended at a point where it's like, oh god, where are we going to go oh, from here? And then they canceled it. They wrapped up a bunch. Of, they wrapped up most of the things okay. from the first two seasons, but kind of where the character ends. It's kind of one of those. I want to see where the character is going to go oh, okay. from here. Uh, also, I have been jumping back into my nineties. My '90s music choices, and for whatever reason, I boot, I booted up uh, today. Actually, I booted up some Lacuna Coil, which is an Italian uh, metalish band. Um, uh, actually, you can't boot up a audio file. So. <laughs> you can when it's guy. YouTube videos. No, you can't. That's not what uh, booting up means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Anyway, Christina Scabia. I know. Christina Scabia is in her like mid forties now, and she is still just drop dead hot and has great pipes. So, if you're looking for some musical background for you, look up Lacuna Coil if you haven't. So, Neil. Have you been doing anything other than reading comics while you're waiting for me to finally get to the studio? Uh, no. <laughs> Actually, that's stuff I'm doing right now. He's been in my basement the whole time. It's been odd. Shut up. That was him chained to the wall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Well, I'm finally out. Shut up. Well, the, the free times where Luke actually lets me off the chains <laughs> since last time, I, like Klob, have also been on season three of Daredevil. Except I'm currently paused for the moment just Ooh. because I don't like binging too much. Too much in too little time kind of hurts a little bit. I'm really kind of upset with Bob right now. Well, you, so have like a whole, up you have like a whole other person Sorry. that lives with you, too. I think I'm mixing up the art. <laughs> I was thinking about the art from that Hawkeye um, thing. The Hawkeye one, yes, which I'm still not sure where that one actually is right now. Yeah, I don't know where that is. Either, yes. But but I didn't like that one. No, that's fine. It's understandable. But watching through that, like Cloud, going through all the Marvel ones, I still haven't finished season two of Jessica Jones. I just really, oh, yeah, don't, we talked about I really don't care about that one. I talked yeah. about it last time. Still haven't finished it. I just don't care. I'm sorry. I, actually, I think I think we talked about that off off the air. It might have been. Yeah. Well, if season we talked about one. The air, I still season one of Jessica Jones for me was, was good. so good. It was fantastic. Yeah. What was fantastic? I what I will agree. I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. I will tell you though, it season two of Jessica Jones does end well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go to the last episode. Yeah. And call it good enough. Well, yeah, at this I mean, point. It's, I don't really know where I left off at. That's it's, how much I've cared about this I, season this time. I feel like season two was really just character development. It was. Yeah. And I screwed up because so, I didn't realize when I was first going through it that season two of Jessica Jones was after The Defenders. Oh, no. Oh. So I watched season two of Jessica Jones. They're talking about stuff. You're like, what the Well, no. Heck? Actually, they don't. No, they don't really actually, say much yeah. about it. They don't yeah. really say much so about far. it. But then we go back. But then I started watching The Defenders, and it clicks into the Jessica Jones pieces, and I'm going, but wait, they fixed that hole in the wall. Oh. The timeline. <laughs> 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 yeah. What about uh, Cloud? Just curiosity. Have you gone to the Punisher one yet? Oh yes, I have okay. gone through Punisher. Okay, I love Punisher. Remember last time on the oh, pod- yeah. last time on the podcast, I was telling you how I was uh, recommending the Punisher to my 
like legit biker friends. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, right, in the bar with the bikers. That's right. It's been so long since we recorded. Sorry. <laughs> and part of that too, I was also able to like Bob was doing the other day with posting. Here's a book I found at the book fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago, I found a book at the book fair, and the author just released the second one for it. So I went through that during what a little time here. It's called the Thunderhead. It's mm. part of a series. The Scythe You're a Trilogy. You're a Thunderhead. Oh. Anyway, what happens mm. is the cloud, as we know it now. Well, you've told me about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. About this. The cloud becomes all-knowing at some point. The digital yep. cloud up there. Mm-hmm. And it slowly becomes what's known as the Thunderhead. And right. it controls everything about all of society. Right. How oh, I get it. I like it that. It controls the weather everywhere. It controls buildings. controls everything. There's only one thing it can't control anymore. Death. Mm. Because everyone is now basically immortal, they can go back to any state of yep. life, and I don't remember the exact term for it. So there's called scythes, who they glean a certain quota every month to keep yep. percentages right. I have read the first book. And Yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, I liked it. It was good. The, so anyway, the first one, read that a while ago, and the second one came out, I think, October of last year, I want to say, but I'm mm. not entirely sure. Right. But I really like the second one because at the end of it, every chapter, the author did a commentary on what he'd done and why he said it. And there was one great moment of, at this point, I really, really wanted to finally put the F-bomb in here. But my editors told me, nope, we're going to lose on school funding for books. So this last line right here, he says this. You can fill in what he actually wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, it is a young He's adult a novel book. series, yes. but it is it is pretty it's decent. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't mind the first book. Yeah. I enjoyed the second one, I would say, a little more than the first because of how they started right. to do things around. So, right. Bob, what about you? Mm, well, I'm going to also go with a book. I, hey, we're literature podcast. So I'm going to go with a book that I'd already posted about, like you referenced. Uh, uh, Tomi Adeyami has a, a book out called Excuse Children. <laughs> Tomi Adeyami. Uh, she has a book out called Children of Blood and Bone. Great story. Like if you look up Children of Blood and Bone, like kind of YouTube it. Uh, and the author, you'll pretty quickly stumble upon a video of the first time she got the book back from the publisher in the mail, and her like boyfriend's filming it, and she's crying and everything. It's kind of a sweet little video. Um, but I, like I had posted on her Facebook page, I had stumbled across this book uh, kind of at the book fair and not really knowing uh, what it was going to be about, but it was one of the only things that looked good there. kind of caught my eye. That is true. Yeah. The last one. <laughs> yeah, the last book fair was not great. No. Uh, <laughs> and well, so, you, you don't want Minecraft books? Yeah, no, yeah, just books about Minecraft. And, yeah, it was awful. So I took I, I took a chance on it. Um, I read the back, and it said something about, you know, it's uh, to deal with uh, African mythology. And so I would say, yeah, it kind of, you know, what seems to be hot right now is kind of like you're into the Rick Reardon books, right, Claude? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and kind of the, yeah, kind of the taking old mythology and kind of putting young adult protagonists, uh, you know, in it. Uh, but that's what she does um, with African mythology, which I found uh, really interesting and kind of compelling because, um, like I wrote on Facebook, um, and maybe didn't explain quite as much, it seems like, you know, as a fantasy fan, everything I'm constantly confronted with, and I guess I haven't really realized it, is really kind of Eurocentric. You know, mm. it's kind of like... It's a very good point. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's it's either Greek mythology, Norse mythology, Roman mythology, castles, dragons, white people in armor, white people in armor. You know, and this uh, was completely in Africa. Where's um, my lizard people mythology? Yeah. <laughs> the draconians from the center of the earth. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, but uh, this one was really interesting. All centered on Africa, using uh, the mythology and the gods and goddesses of Africa, which I'm sure a lot of people don't know anything about. I I knew nothing about it until reading it. It was it was very interesting, kind of refreshing, a very different read. Uh, I had high praise for it on on Facebook. I mean. And then after looking at my praise for it, I was kind of like, it might sound like I was overly gushing. Like, this is, you know, an amazing book. It's going to be made into a movie and the, the whole deal. It's, it's on the fast track. Uh, so you'll be hearing a lot about Children of Blood and Bone, I think. Um, but it's, it's got all the tropes. It's what you'd, what you'd expect. You know, a young girl coming to terms with her power and taking down, you know, kind of the evil that's above her and her class. Um, but what I found interesting was that all of the symbology in the book uh, in some ways mirrored African-American experience. Symbolism. Symbolism, yeah. The word you're looking for is symbolism. Sure. Wait, uh, <laughs> uh, that, oh, that's a boondock saints. Yeah. The, oh, the symbology of it. The symbology <laughs> Sorry, of right. it all. Um, it, a lot of it dealt with... Um, with kind of African-Americans experience uh, in America and things like that. So you have a lot of things to deal with, like a weakness is iron um, and chains. There's a lot to do with kind of, oh, a lot of the imagery has a lot to do with slavery and things. But what I like about it, it doesn't hit you over the head with it because there is like, so far, no white people in this book whatsoever. So it's kind of, you know, all of that is being used within kind of the continent of Africa. It's, it's a really interesting read, and it was very refreshing, so I would highly recommend Children of Blood and Bone. You know, it's not going to be anything earth-shattering in terms of storylines, I don't think, and it's her first book. But uh, I do think it's kind of groundbreaking in some ways, and so I think it's worth a look, uh, you know, Children of Blood and Bone. But we got some stuff on that, and then a few other things. So I'm going to turn turn over to some, you know, some feedback. Okay. Hey, hey, feedback. Got, little feedback. Um, we just got this. Like, as of when we were going to start recording, uh, Justin on Facebook came in and says... I listened to The Children of Blood and Bone on audio. I think the author has a lot of talent and potential and a distinct and valuable voice. But the plot kind of fell into the predictable tropes without twisting them in an interesting way. They also did the, because we linked telepathically, you know you should buy into the depth of our relationship gimmick with two of the characters, which I never find satisfying. Um, and then he goes on to talk about Zahn's novel where he says that in later novels, not what we're reading, they do the same with Mara and Luke. Um, that, that is a good point. I mean, yeah. this, never, never tell me why people's relationship is good. Show me why. Right. Why That's, did it build up to that point? Yeah. And I agree. Um, well, we linked uh, telepathically. Yeah, this does fall in, this book does fall into a lot of the usual tropes that happen, especially in young adult fiction where, hey, here's two people... Like, you knew from the beginning of the novel who was going to fall in with who. You know, who was going to fall into love with who. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing earth-shaking in terms of storyline or plot development. What I think is unique about this book is really setting and what it deals with. You know, not not so much maybe the the fantasy elements. It's all been done before. <laughs> uh, while you're pulling up the next one, I do want to give a shout-out to Mike, who had emailed us and helped us find... You know, some artwork and maybe some audio books. Thanks a lot, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> way to go, Mike. Uh, we've been actually using it. We've needed to yes. use that. I had posted on Facebook a bunch of questions uh, about our last book. So getting you know us into Star Wars here. Uh, one of the problems that I had had, or one of the questions I had had, is with Lando Calrissian. And, like, what the heck was he doing? 
Um, why did he leave the mining facility right right after it was attacked to go joyriding with Han Solo? We had some uh, responses to that. Shannon, who was on our last podcast, uh, the uh, Halloween Spooktacular 2, hey Shannon, says uh, he's got to be where the action is, and he has complete trust in his workers. And I, uh, I think I think that works, right? He's just going to hand over mm-hmm. Nikon mining facility to his workers. Well, and I like and Justin's follow Justin's follow up comment on yeah. this as well. The secret to being an entrepreneur: find good people and stay out of their way as much as possible. <laughs> I or any okay. job in the boss. <laughs> <laughs> all bosses should take note. Yes, the secret about- to being great is find good people and stay, stay out, out of their, their way. way. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I think that's probably what we're seeing here is. Uh, uh, Lando, at this point, you get the feeling he's drugged some of the people probably from, uh, you know, his Bespin operation. I'm going to just conjecture here, but I'm sure these are people he's worked with for a long time, and he's like, I think they've got this, uh, and so I, I, I have the ability to be free. And again, I think it's just a plot device. But Plus, uh, uh, they, they stole a bunch of my stuff. <laughs> I can't. You I don't have a mining back. operation right now. Um, Clob, you had had an issue in the last episode um, where you had reservations about Luke killing the Nogri. And the actually, I'm going to talk about that in the second half of the book as well. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Justin, Justin was a rock star today, like literally just posting to beat the band. But he says, uh, "Yeah, since allowing two Force-sensitive children, heir to the Lord Vader." As the Nori might say, into the hands of the Empire is an even larger stake than Luke Skywalker living or dying. I'd say his actions have ironclad justification. Uh, as much or more than all those Jedi who took off heads left and right during the Clone Wars, and not just droids. <laughs> uh, I, he's got a valid point there. I will, I will buy that. I'm just, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm over-projecting here. Right, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, pr- I, I'm putting mo- I'm putting more kung fu into my Jedi than probably should be there. Right, and I think that, but I feel like I've always done the same thing. I've always seen Jedi as being like Shaolin monks. Exactly. Yeah, and so with that comes then my view that you know of what monks Shaolin monks would believe is this veneration of life and the sacredness of life and mm-hmm. trying to keep the, um, uh, them alive as much as possible. What I did listening back what to our David episode. David Carradine have made an interesting Jedi. Yeah, right. But well, we won't go. We won't necessarily <laughs> but, revisit the okay, fight. But but before that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we also hey we had a Halloween spooktacular episode two that came out uh, as a little in betweeny. Yeah, so um, I hope you guys, I just wanted to throw it out here, uh, go back, look that up, uh, give a listen to both that one and our last one. I think we have a lot of fun there doing, mm-hmm. you know, little uh, And the Halloween one's a nice, pieces. the Halloween one is full, full of quick little sound bites. There's numerous stories in there. Oh, yeah. So, and I, I, we don't really spend too terribly long on any individual story. No. So it's nice if you have like that, sh- if, if you have the short drive. We have a lot of people who listen when they drive. Yes. Mm. yes. So if you have the short drive, you can listen to like a story each time you drive rather than, well, I uh, I don't. I want to listen to the whole three hours. Well, you can just listen <laughs> by story when you do the Halloween spooktacular. Yeah, 
Exactly. And we uh, could have chapters if Apple didn't take that away from us. Thanks, Apple. Yeah, we would have chapters if they didn't take it away. Um, but we also have a listener named Noel, speaking of long drives, who says, Thoroughly enjoying the podcast as I drive three hours a day to my job. I was looking for something else to listen Yikes. to after fishing. Fish- Finishing all the Dragonlance Canticle episodes. Very entertaining. Looking forward to the Heir to the Empire. Loved that series. Would have made a much better episode 7, 8, and 9 if they had made the movies back when the books had come out. Keep up the great work. Let me ask you something here, Bob. Yeah. What's the name of this particular person? Noel. The dude's name is Noel. Dang. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Noel. Hey, we've been in the tavern a while. Had a couple of, uh, had a couple, and uh, so sorry, Noel. <laughs> no, we, well, we were talking about this, folks, before we started you recording. You just watch. He's going to text us back, and it's going to be like, no, it's Noel. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just trying to set me up for my usual, like, so, so that I would do my, I would do my usual, hey, Noel. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. No, it's Noel. The okay. dude's name is Noel. Sorry, sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I got your back, Noel. <laughs> Moving on. The <laughs> first Noel. And no. <laughs> God dang, we're gonna we're gonna lose this listener. <laughs> Actually, that was one of the things we always did at my grandma's in my family during Christmas time. Is she'd have the letters of Noel. Oh, we have so many there. of them around the house, and, and that's why we we we'd, 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 we'd always make it Leon and see how long it took her to notice. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah, my uh, my wife has a thing for decorating with Noel. We've got all these little figures, like multiple versions of them spelling. Noel all over the house. So sorry, Noel. That's why this is embedded in my head. <laughs> all right. So that, <laughs> that is... was an inordinate okay. amount of time spent. On <laughs> yes. <it>. Yes. <laughs> You're famous now, Noel. All right. So let's get into this. Let's finish this book. I'm excited to get into a lot of the things um, that I really love about the second half of this book, and maybe the couple things where I kind of went, yeah. Yep. Yep. I am too. Are you? Or, you know. <laughs> so I tell you what, I got another set coming. Ooh, wow. Luke, Luke, Luke. Luke. Yes. She's brought a friend to help her carry those trays. Zoinks, Shaggy. You know Tashi Station? I'm Leaf on the Wind. <laughs> friend got fired for that. I'm Leaf. You want to Wake her up that Skywalker kid to come pick up the power for boys. We got downloads in 20 systems. I pull up a chair, friend. <laughs> For her. So where do we leave off? Uh, chapter, chapter 16. 16. Yeah. So what happened in 15? Let's let's start there. Give me a little quick give me a quick little uh, recap here. <laughs> I have a very quick recap. Okay. Switch happens. All going to where they're saying they're going. Yep. Of course, Thrawn and P Dizzle are watching. And Thrawn being the genius he is knows exactly what the whole plan is. Yes. And no. they are planning an ambush for Luke, and I will not call him P. Dizzle for the rest of the episode. I don't care for you. <laughs> uh, but I, I think we kind of had come to the conclusion, a lot of us were saying that, you know, maybe this is the one time Thrawn is uh, maybe a little bit too smarter yes. than his own britches. Yeah, he's, it's, it's a little this too oh, ridiculous. Yeah, this is a little bit much where, yeah, he's taking the time into account and who he figures out was where and who left what and everything. It's really cool, but at the same time, um, a lot hinges on this, and I feel like uh, this is the one time where maybe it oversteps just a little bit into Uncanny Valley where I don't know if Thrawn would uh, really no, have to figure I can out. tell. Oh, yeah. Because this, this, un- this is the valley you want to look at. <laughs> not not Mara X Machina that comes up here. 
I, I'm I'm okay I, with Mara. I'm fine with everything yeah, Mara okay. does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm fine with what she does. <laughs> well, yeah, I, just I, know, like, uh, I just don't like the explanation. Yeah. Uh, well, it well, actually, actually, it took 2.6 seconds for them to actually go between the ships, so I know that there were no droids involved. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, get a light. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, All you do is sit in your little control room with your art, and, <laughs> and and of course the transmission had to be done from the droid because he has voice capability. Hey Thrawn, you uh, you coming out with us tonight? No, <laughs> no, I have to study droid walking patterns. <laughs> yes, actually, I will come out with you tonight because if you study the ale of a culture. <laughs> You can oftentimes know how to get with the bitches. <laughs> I, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Yeah, it's true. So now that we've already talked about 15 for the second time now, last episode and this episode. And this now episode. we're on 16. We're on to chapter 16. It wasn't that funny last time. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's true. Excellent. But I, Luke is in hibernation trance, and bam, he's pulled out by this interdictor cruiser. And I really like this idea of an interdictor cruiser. It looks like, again, what, what, uh, what's... What are you laughing about? <laughs> He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god! For the audience, it's gonna be one of those yeah. episodes. I, I, I can tell. I feel like this is the latest we've ever started recording an episode. This is so true. it's just gonna keep getting so, weirder. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna I hear us. What's called interdictor yeah. cruiser in there? Where was that at? About a. Five hundred times they print interdictor cruiser, yeah. but it's no, okay. I, I, I love the idea. Well, first I love the idea. Are you sure it's like not the, an interdictor? <laughs> what is with pronunciation on this? Episode? I feel. I feel like uh, the doctor. Doctor. Dictor. There are four balls on this interdictor cruiser, but okay, keep going. Dictor. I didn't even know her. Okay. <laughs> Is this going to be our only episode that we're going to finally bump up uh, into E? Is this going to get us a little explicit rating on the oh. corner? Okay. Connor is a bitch. We got four minutes. Okay. I guess we just the pants are all the way to the pubic mound at this point. All right. Okay. They're they're at the knee. Knee. So at the knee. You start after ambush by the. Oh, that's all getting left in. Okay. So. <laughs> I really like the idea of the Jedi uh, like slumber. I do. I, I love. Trance. I love that yeah. idea of the Jedi trance, the Jedi yeah. meditation. Again, it gives it that monk feel to yes, it. Yes, it does. And I have always kind of wondered. I'm like, how do you go? Because the X wings can go long range, right? And I'm like, how do you go long range, cramped in that time, cramped yeah. in the little X wing cockpit, yeah, and not right. drive yourself insane? Yeah, that's I, why you go to sleep. Luke, no, he doesn't <laughs> sleep. He has to put up with everything. Right. Oh my god, um, I, can, I can barely, with, I can barely drive an hour in the back seat. Like. <laughs> and we had talked about West End Games uh, and how West End Games was one of the only. Uh, companies keeping Star Wars alive up until this point, and they had uh, shipped. Lucasfilm had shipped uh, an entire like stack of Western Games source books, and so most of the ships that are in this are things that are pulled directly from the West End Games. Uh, game manuals. So the Interdictor Cruiser probably was in there. I'm not 100% sure, but it's basically a, a Star Destroyer that has these four big kind of like... Uh you know, like balls pretty much embedded in spheres. them. Spheres embedded in them that, uh, you know, can create this cone that pulls you out of that. It looks like the gravity well of a planet mm. or massive object that pulls you out. Uh, I really like this idea. Good idea. 
character. Very good idea. Uh, but Luke gets is get pu- gets pulled out. Is caught in a tractor beam. Um, and I remember I love this as a kid. This whole maneuver that he uses, where he fires off a proton torpedo and it goes into mm. the you know. Uh, the tractor beam projector, and he's able. Oh yeah, they grab that, mm. and he's, he does like some crazy barrel roll down. Yeah, this this was cool. He does yeah. a barrel roll and burns his engine out. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he gets enough of a push where he gets away from the from the uh, star destroyers, but now he's lost in the middle mm-hmm. of space, which I I think is pretty cool. And for the first time, Thrawn kills this poor worker. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, why why did you, why did you fail at doing this? I wasn't properly trained. Oh. Well, now you're an example. Yeah. When well, a mistake becomes an error only when you will not accept it. Yeah. <laughs> I well. I really like this because we needed to see Thrawn have this little bit of teeth because what I liked is that uh, Zahn has painted Thrawn so far as being separate from nerd. the Emperor. Se- <laughs> that too. <laughs> separate from the Emperor and Vader where he is not willing to needlessly sacrifice his crew. But we yep. still need to feel the, that evilness or the teeth and so this this is a kill that and, we needed. Well, and again, we have all these young people who are working on yes. for the Empire. Some of them against their will. We needed a little bit of well, why 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 doesn't Skippy just leave? Yeah, right. Well, because he's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> no, right on. Of but of course, Thrawn knows. Well, he did this, so of course the ship is gonna fail. We need to send people to get him. Mm, and, yeah. Yes. Yes. And because I also because I'm also an engineer. <laughs> 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 right. Um, so on to chapter 17, when Luke comes out of hyperspace, uh, he sees that he has not gotten as far away as he would have liked. He also notices that his ship is almost damaged beyond repair. Good job, Ron. Good call. And so we have a lot of, yeah, we have a lot of, like, back and forth here between him and R2 where he's trying to fix the ship. And again, and, I love the fact that we don't get the translation from R2. Mm, right. Yeah, I, I like, like that. It, yes. it keeps it perfectly mm, yeah. within the universe to not get... You know, yeah, written very well because yes. they, they could have just. I, I guess in the movies, I always just assumed he understood everything R two was saying. But by the end of this book, I know that he has no like half this stuff R two beeps. He has no idea what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> he's just kind of like, okay, well, I know he's angry. Like, okay, we'll be we'll be okay. Well, if you look at it, R two was the most angry and really the most brutal of any of the characters in the Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> because everything he says is beeped out. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. There's, there's just uh, one little. I mean, we're this is our podcast. We're gonna pick nits. Uh, I'm gonna pick a nit here. Um, it, it brings up how Luke's not like a mechanic on an X-wing. Yeah. Then like, comma goes on to explain how he's gonna like. Oh, what about all this superconductor wire? And we can just make an antenna. It's like, whoa. Okay. Well, why did you say that he? What? Okay. I don't know. It was just yeah, like, right. There's but, a couple of contradictory st- sentences yeah. next to each other in this chapter. And see, I took that as him as R2 is a mechanic on this X-Wing. Mm, yeah. And and again, they talked about how R2 has this symbiotic relationship with the X-Wing mm-hmm. now because neither of them have been wiped clean. Yes. I think this and is so one I, that's... Yeah. I, so yeah, I, took, yeah. I, I, I took that more as Luke going, R2, what should we do? Beep, 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 beep. Could we do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Right. I I think this gives a lot of credence. I, I this idea that that R two and and the ship have become symbiotic. I love this that he doesn't mm. he never allows the the memory to be wiped and, and and things like that. 
it gives his his ship this edge up. He's like, it, doesn't it say something about it's thirty percent more efficient or faster and everything when you know the weapon systems are better and everything, all those rating mm-hmm. systems are are better and Which, a much better explanation for why your ship is special from other ships of the type. Exactly. Other, other than it's got a droid brain in it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. That's oh. that is fighting. But it, but it does. It does have a droid brain yeah. because it's connected to R two. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes sense. It's like got this real world kind of feel to it as to why that happened. And I love the fact that the first thing he tries fails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I we get this idea of a Jedi as not being all-knowing here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like this kind of failure of Luke. I like this. And I love the tension that's built here, because you can even you can feel between Luke and R2 as the really two sentient beings of the, the oh, crap, there's a good possibility we're going to die. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of space. It is crazy. Yeah, I agree with that. But going to since someone's talking about droids and other starships right now, I'm going to try to reference another movie uh-huh. and an idea that they stole here. We know we talk about Luke's force hibernation and stuff, yeah. and it's he's in space now. Maybe that's where they got the idea of Leia randomly getting powers to stay alive in space and fly through the air mm. in The Last Jedi. Yeah, mm. true. True. Because it's getting towards that point, but they tweaked it a little bit. Right. So Yeah, because if there's one thing that the X-Wing helmet uh, doesn't yes. have, it's a full bubble. Full. Yeah. <laughs> I think is. they've retconned that in some ways. Uh, but yeah, that, that could be it. Uh, that's a, that's a good pickup. I mean, I, talking about all the other things they've stolen. So he's in there. So he goes back to. <laughs> he, he's in there. He sets R two up to do to do the work because R two is the one who actually does the work. And then he's going to go into hibernation. But the last thing he does is call out to Leia, and it's a nice little drop. Then to our scene flips to Leia as she is coming and approaching Kashyyyk. Which Kashyyyk, I really like. Where, where the Wookiees live. Where the Wookiees live. I love this because, um, you know, I mean, I was reading part of the annotated version. Of course uh, you were. Do you have any other kind of books? Nah. Well, whatever. <laughs> not, not these days. <laughs> not, not anymore. Not when we're doing this podcast. I, I don't. Um, but one thing that he does talk about is how he didn't like the name, Zahn did not like the name Kashyyyk because he believed that Wookiees would not be able to say that name. Because the Wookiees don't use the se- the K sound, but is that so? It'd be like Kashik. Yeah, but we call we call Sweden Sweden, but over there it's Severage. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, but is is that just the basic name for it? Is that the name in basic for it? Like like you said, like Sweden, like like Spain is not Spain. It's España to Spaniards. Mexico is not Mexico. Right. Right. It's not Hawaii. Yeah, uh, you know. So is that just the the name in basic? Whereas it's yeah. actually like, <sighs> yeah, right. In, I I just I thought it, I thought it was funny. He actually wanted to call the planet Wookaroo or whatever something nope, like. I don't that. like that. What the name of the city? <laughs> I'm really I'm really glad that he didn't Wookaroo, get his way. Wookaroo, <laughs> Wookaroo. It's all Western Wookies everywhere with their hats and their sling. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Wookaroo. <laughs> the real cowboys of Wookaroo Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go there. I went to like some weird like Pennywise amusement park. If no, if <laughs> no, if in, there's the there, there's the Ferris wheel in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> if nobody makes the Wookaroo uh, mod for Red Dead Two, <laughs> I'm gonna be really mad. <laughs> I would kill to play that. Gosh. To just play a Wookie on a horse. Wow. Yeah. All of a sudden, becomes Planet of the Apes. <laughs> 
just a big oh. Wookiee foot comes down and you hear Bon Jovi's Dry County starts nice. playing. Nice. <laughs> nice. nice drop knob. Oh, man. I do like a lot of the, going back to it now, a lot no, of the actual no. explaners for the city no, and actually, how everything is set up when they actually get to the main points. Yeah, not happening. Damn <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm going to have to leave a lot of these Wookiee chapters to you guys. Okay, for the listeners, um, I, I I've read this book before, so I when I went back, I just did the, I just did the audio podcast, you know, while I'm living my life, you know. Um, but this in in the version of the audio book that I have, like they, they do voices for the characters, which I like, except for Ralra. Yeah. Because it's just like okay, I'm gonna do my best impression. Actually, I think I would do a pretty good one. It's um, hold on, give me something to uh, give me something to say. I, I need something to. As we buy your presents, are honored. As we buy your presents, are honored. <laughs> <laughs> and which which like as as a one off isn't bad, but Ralra has like some pretty significant dialogue <laughs> in a couple of these chapters. Yeah, and I tried, but I really tried. Well, and we talked about and. We talked about how we liked it in the last podcast. We talked about how we liked it that R2 didn't actually speak. Mm. That Chewie, we also mentioned the fact that, that we don't actually ever have Chewie speaking mm. basic. Yeah. And I will say I'm, I was okay with Rara. Uh, <laughs> Rara. Rara. <laughs> I did get a, I, I, I did laugh. I did literally laugh out loud again. This is like the third or fourth time I've read this. Uh-huh. Again, reading through it and the explanation as to why, uh, Rara can speak basic. It's because he has a speech. It's because he's got a speech impediment. Uh, I love it because at first Leia is like looks at Chewbacca and is like, "Hey, so you always had a speech impediment? You didn't tell me." He's like, "Actually, Chewbacca speaks perfect, Wookie. I have the speech. Speech impediment." Which which immediately brought me to an episode of Robot Chicken, where with ET, no, no, where where. Where Han and they have Han and Chewie showing up at showing up on Kashyyyk, and the door opens to the house, and all the Wookies come oh. out wearing clothes. <laughs> and Han looks at Chewie and goes, "You're telling me you've been naked this whole time?" And Chewie goes to hug him. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, these Kashyyyk chapters are all on you guys. All right, I was waiting for the do- I was waiting for the Wookie doula. Yeah, Wookie <laughs> doula. Unfor- unfortunately, that is. Uh, Fiction, fictional fiction. Fanfiction? Fictitious? Fanfic. 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 Bob's Bob's Bob, if you haven't checked it out yet, folks, go onto our Facebook page, look at Bob's ad for the Wookiee doula. That's, that's actually his uh, the the second part of his fanfic after he's mated with a Wookiee. What? <laughs> you do not know what most fanfiction is. Yeah, I do know what fanfiction is. And that should be explained. I want to talk about Kashyyyk because okay. I Sorry. I love, there was no blueprint for what Kashyyyk should look like. But in the original, kind of what George Lucas had wanted to do, there was really not Ewoks at first. The Correct. final battle was supposed to be with Wookiees and then cost. You know, prohibited cost, all of that. Cost in toy sales. Yeah, and yeah, prohibited all that. So we ended up going with, with Ewoks instead. And so I feel like uh, Zahn is keeping a lot of those elements, right, where there are these big tree houses in the trees. But I love this vision and I, and of I, I Kashyyyk. Would, you know what? After hearing Ralra gurgle on for 10 minutes in the 
turned it off. Um, yeah. You know what? I would much rather have had the Ewoks in their cute little like what did they do? Their their little language. Uh huh. Um, that that's doable. I feel like. Like hundreds, or I guess. Well, wasn't Kashyyyk in the prequels? How did they? It do- was in the prequels, but uh, very, very it looks it looks very much more like it's it's in the mountains. It's kind of like I, uh, I'm just on talk, the I'm just talking line. about having a bunch of Wookies talking mm-hmm. would be probably would drive me insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Just, just, it, it sound like it, the, those howler monkeys yeah, when yeah, you go through all the trees. A symphony of howler. Just outtakes of Frank Welker doing Scooby Doo. What did he say? Ruh-roh, <laughs> 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 Randro. So are we on 18 or are we still on 17? I love the description of Kashyyyk here, yeah. like you were saying, Bob. I like the fact that there's 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 no surface to this planet that we ever no, see. No, not that we ever see. Because the trees are so tall, they're above the they're above one set of clouds. Yeah, oh, yeah. And the Wookiees have the never Jetsons. gone down to the surface never. of the planet because there's crap down there that will kill everything. Right. And I like how they almost, not really religiously, but they talk about how the branches of the trees have intermesh showing like the connectiveness of the Wookiee people, and that's what creates the support structure. It's just a rip off of the Jetsons. That's all it is. It is with what? trees though, instead of technology. Yeah, <laughs> you know how their houses. Were I living. feel Rolra has really, really poisoned you to yeah. this. <laughs> Like Don't do the audio book, people. And, what, and what, wasn't there a quick drop as to like, yeah, like to prove yourself as a true warrior? You have to like bungee jump down, or you have to like climb down into like that bad stuff and hang out for a little bit and then yes. come back. Yes, I think there is something uh, like that. I wonder if uh, the Ralra could be that monkey-faced Wookie from Solo. You know that the oh. weird. <laughs> The, one on the skinny the, one, the skinny one with the monkey face. In <laughs> the one that looks, the one Where? that looks like no, the dude from Land of the Lost. Yeah. Oh, like <laughs> Shaka, like Shaka from Land of or Chaka. Chaka. I like, I like Solo as a movie, but every time I saw that Wookiee, that's all I thought of. Looks like Chaka. Looks like Chaka. Yeah, Chaka for sure. I gotta Google it. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I only, I only saw the movie once. We're yeah. talking about the old We're television about show, the, Sid and Marty Croft's old television the show. The actual Land of the Lost television show. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about uh, Where Solo. Where it's at during it, yeah. yeah. It's during Kessel. Oh, okay. yeah, they're yeah. in Kessel Run. During the yeah. spot, yeah. And we had, two, convers- we we had, we had two conversations going on one mic, so our audience has no idea what's yeah. going on. Uh, right uh, we told we you this episode was going to be rough. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so then, so the other part that is surprising during this a little bit, because mm-hmm. you know the Wookiees know almost everything about their planet, yet Leia looks in one of the buildings and sees the aliens from before. Right. And you can take it from there. <laughs> that was what all the further... I was trying to lead into you uh, saying... Oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so on, it's... it's uh, They're going to Sal Perrin's house, which mm-hmm. is another one of the Wookiees, not Ralra, who you don't like. One of the drops that I do like that we find out is Wookiees have little hidden climbing claws that come in and out of these sheets. Retractable. Retractable. Which, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, but they end up. They break in. They search this house, and they don't. They don't find anything. So again, you're left with this. Uh, they don't think Leia's crazy, um, but you know they're just like, well, we we found nothing. Uh, but again, we're kind of ratcheting up the tension here. Um, but uh, they go to Salperin's house, and we're kind of left at that, you know, that hanging point where we know they're going to get attacked. It's just kind of. Waiting. Uh, waiting for it to happen. For the right opportune moment in the story. But we've left Luke uh, out in deep space, so once again, uh, chapter he's... Chapter 18. Yeah, chapter 18, he is uh, kind of awoken once again from his 
Jedi hibernation. And there's a freighter that's coming in. It announces itself as the wild card. And I like the fact that he's woken up by R2 going, Wow! Master. (laughs) And you had to wonder, like, he's in that deep hibernation. So how many times was it? Beep, beep. (laughs) Beep, 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 beep. (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. Beep! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Arjun. One thing that I do really like about this book is um, Zahn writes all of his characters. Uh, There's nobody that's very naive or, like, just trusts people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even Luke here is very kind of, you know, edgy or untrustworthy of this ship. Like, what is it? Is it a pirate you know, are they pirates? Are they smugglers? What are they? But hey, where I'm at, I'm gonna take the chance, right? But everybody in this in this book is always playing an angle and is, is always reserved, and I, I kind of like that because that's how it feels like all these characters would be in the middle of a galactic conflict. That there mm. wouldn't be a lot of people at this level that are just stumbling into weird scenarios. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> a ship. Someone's come to save me. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, but how did well, anybody yeah, know I was out here? Oh, the pilot had a feeling. Yeah, I I like this, mm. and I you so you have an issue with this guy. So Mara it Mara was, Mara was, has felt that Luke was out here. Um, yeah, it was it was just too easy for me. Oh, okay. Like had I had more explanation, mm-hmm. I, I I I I just wanted more explanation. I wanted right. I wanted more of a picture of her force powers for her to be able to go. Well, we're flying through the galaxy, and oh, I think he's here. And they drop out of hyperspace, and he's there. <laughs> I wanted just more of an explanation. Yeah, I, I mean, but how would you? Because there is a little bit of suspense around Mara at yes. this point. So it's, I mean, really, how could you? I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with I, that being. I'm okay with it later. Suspending some disbelief. I'm okay right. with it later. Right now, I'm going. Um, oh, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, I got you. Right, and yeah, and I think it's a it's an interesting introduction for the both of them. Where again, we're getting this idea of there's this this woman who hates Luke Skywalker, and and Luke has no idea what's going on. What is going on? Which again, why, I, why, why do you hate me? Yeah, and I like this because it's adding a few extra layers here. There's naivete on Luke's part, and it's not like this. I love how this universe does not revolve around Luke Skywalker. Like, Luke Skywalker is just another person in it, Mm -hmm. and there's people who hate him, and he doesn't even know why they hate him. You got Thrawn, who doesn't even care if Luke lives or dies. His plan's not even about Luke. Mm -hmm. I like it. Luke is just an ancillary character in some ways, and I like that, that he's in his own place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a huge galaxy. If I was taking over a galaxy, I wouldn't care about Luke Skywalker either. You yeah. know, I, I think and that's actually I think for a lot of ways. The the Force Awakens I think did a really good job on that with in the beginning when you were with Ray and Finn. Right. Where like they're they're kinda like talking about like, oh you're that's that guy. Well he's not real. Like, yeah, they're on. legendary. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do it's like true. that. Now <laughs> now they actually are all legends. Uh no, oh. <laughs> oh no, this is. Um so anyway, they go up and uh, Luke has his little talk with um, Talon Card. Talon Card, and I still I still love this character. I love this. Character. I love this character. Is just the the guy, you know the 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 smuggler. I mean he mm-hmm. he is the smuggler. He's the crime boss. He's not a ba- he, and he's not. But he's the crime boss who's not a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he's not inherently evil. No, not at all. He's completely chaotic neutral. 
<laughs> yes. Yep. What I yes. like about yeah, this just trying yeah. to earn a living, man. A little Didn't extra info needs. about the old character of Talon Card. Zahn says somewhere along the line, one of the artists tackling Card either missed this description that I wrote in the book or totally ignored it, uh, and drew the, drew the man with a lot with long flowing hair and a goatee. Uh, and this image has now stuck with him. He he actually just says that he's he's an older man and with short hair and doesn't talk anything about a goatee or anything like that. But I like the look from the comics and everything else with uh, with Talon Card. Um, and you know what's oh, really yeah. what's really great is uh, if you look up an image of Talon Card that was in the original uh, CCG card game. Timothy Zahn got to pose for him. So there used oh, to be that. Him? There used to be a card. Oh. Yeah, there used to be a card game that oh, had cool. Talon card uh, as one of the cards, and they brought him in to pose oh, for him. Oh, the card card. And I yeah. And I said this when uh, when we were in the last podcast too. But this when I when I first heard that Woody Harrelson was coming into the Star Wars universe, I at first was like, oh, he's got to be Talon card. Oh, he would be good mm. as Talon card. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. Actually, actually, yeah, if, if you look, if you look up Talon Card, and you listen to the audiobook for this, they kind of give him like this weird, like little like Spanish kind of Mediterranean or French. I would say almost. Spanish, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he, <laughs> Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, he definitely Guard. sounds the way that he looks. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of swashbuckly yeah. yes. in a way. Well, that's yeah. how I picture him right now, too. Yeah, he is oh, for sure, for person. sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I like this, uh, but taking no chances, right? At the mm. end of this, uh, Mara comes up behind Luke and stuns him. No. Right? No. No? It is somebody who is terrified and scared. We learn that later on. But the, Luke, uh, as he's approaching the ship, he's trying to reach out with the Force and trying to read stuff. And he just reads, like, a couple of people towards the front. Yes. Yeah. And the back is totally empty. Right. Um, yeah, but it's totally empty of, like, anything. Like, yeah. he can't he can't get a... It's a closed door. He can't... He has no yeah. idea what's what? on the other but, side but he, of the But room. he's just like, oh, well, there's just nothing back there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool with that. Uh, no, it's it's uh, revealed later on in the book oh, uh, yeah. when, when the Salamir are revealed to him. Right. That well, how else would somebody? How else would a terrified man have snuck up behind you and stunned you? All right. Yes, because he's wearing wearing one. Yeah, because it's like it was like Dave the third pilot or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Not in a red shirt though. Brown pants though. He was to say crapping his pants. Coming, Bring me my brown pants. Up behind the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy. Oh god! Well, there's only one. Well, it's true. That's how I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this, one for one. this brings us to chapter 19. Luke wakes up and realizes that he's no longer on the freighter, and he also senses that he uh, has what? been drugged. Uh, um, yeah. Well, and, and he has no force ability. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, it's, and can you imagine? It's It's got to be like losing one of your senses. It's got to be like being blind all of a sudden. Well, he, he's in a fog, and he's like, well, this is a Jedi trick for that. Let me just... Do that and he falls asleep again. Yeah. <laughs> Wakes up. What the? But it is sunlight beating on his face. It isn't all bad. Uh, there's a woman in the room with him, <laughs> Mara Jade, Ooh. and he can sense her hatred. Yeah, I don't think that's good then. <laughs> through, through the Salamir, he could still. Yeah, I don't. Sense I don't think you need hatred. Jedi powers to sense her. No, hatred. no. <laughs> Um, My gosh! But the his abilities—I mean, let's talk about his Jedi abilities. They are, in a lot of ways, uh, he's cut off at this point now from mm-hmm. the Force. They are—they are definitely dampened, um, and so he's kind of wondering what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. And, and what you said, Club, was—I think—totally right. Like, I, I feel like he would like almost be like 
off balance. Mm-hmm. Like he's right. missing a part of him that he's become so in tune with. Almost right? like Daredevil losing his radar sense at the start of season three in Daredevil. Spoilers! Uh, I was just saying, I, 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 have, I, I, I have season three. I haven't watched it yet, though. <laughs> oh, It's on Netflix. Of course you haven't. <laughs> right. Uh, but Luke is brought before Talon Card, and Card is like, okay, so what do we do with this guy? Should should I, should I hand him over to the Empire? Should I work with him? All of this kind of stuff. But first, let's invite him to dinner. Yeah, so he's at this dinner. When yeah. you think about going back to, he's not really a bad guy. He's not really a good guy. No. What's the best way he's going to get payment? The fledgling new empire or right. the republic who's been trying to root all the empire right. out over these and days. you can see exactly what position he's in he's going like okay he just, he so just wants money. I, mm-hmm. I there's this new grand admiral admiral uh, you guys are like scrounging for every freighter you can get uh, my well, money is not with the republic right and, now and <laughs> and how can i do this without pissing either side off yeah. yes yeah, right. because i don't want to make because i do business he's doing business with both sides yeah. oh yeah he doesn't want to upset anybody so that he ruins his other cash flow yeah. Yeah. Ah, yes, we'll throw you in the shed until I can figure it out. Yeah. Well, we gotta throw you in the shed because, uh, uh, uh Mr. Karn, Mr. Karn, the Millennium Falcon just showed up. Mr. Karn. Uh, right. <laughs> He's like trying to cover up the, the thing. <laughs> Nothing. But I always like uh, the Star Wars, and again, I think whenever you go beyond the mythos of Star Wars, that is the black and white of good versus evil. Um, that's where some people have different likes and dislikes. This is the part of Star Wars that I like. This gray area of of the underworld where people really don't care who wins. The Empire or the Rebellion necessarily. They just live. They're just living. Well, no, They're just playing in the middle. We just, we, we just went through a you know, another midterm election in, right. in the United States right now, yeah. where we are. And there is a lot of, there, 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 I understand that feeling, because there's a mm-hmm. lot of things where it's like, hey, yeah, you know what, that's going to affect them, this election's going to affect them over there. Truthfully, I live in the woods in the middle of nowhere, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do my civic duty, but a lot of this really isn't going to affect me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to watch the Empire and the New Republic fight it out. I don't know. <laughs> we, we are Talon Card. I was actually, uh, I really... I, 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 I wanted to be Chorus. <laughs> I, I, I really do like no. the <laughs> picture that this planet paints in my head of like... Yeah. It's just them in this camp in the middle of this forested planet, and they have it to themselves. Like right. aside from the sketchy crap in the woods, right? But well, there's 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 a sketchy crap town about two hundred miles away too. <laughs> right? Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Hilliard uh, City. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah but that's that's that's. A sketchy crap town, on a <laughs> right? Because we, we got to go through the sketchy woods to get to us. So we're cool. Yeah, you're supposed to get the idea. This this entire planet is something that not a lot of people know about, mainly because during the old Republic, the Jedi made sure that people didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Because people knowing that there's a creature out there that dampens the Force. So let's really get into, I think, the Yasalamari really yes. quick here. What are your feelings on that and what it does to the universe? Because there are people... I was surprised at the feelings out there when I was posting this to Facebook and shared it with a bunch of Star Wars sites. Um, there are people who really love this idea of the Asalamurai and people who really hate it. And I never hated it when reading this, but I was young. So, I don't know. Thoughts on this? Does this change uh, irrevo- you know, sec- irrevocably? Second time around on this book, my issue is... Why did these creatures evolve that? Mm. I I think like wherever they're from, there should be 
some sort of force-sensitive threat to them. There, there is. is. That's why they evolved that way. And what is it? The Vorskners. The, the, Vor- the, the little ground lizards. The the thing that, that the, the, the Talon card has those two Vorksners, yeah, yeah. uh, Drang and um, Sturm. Sturm and Drang, right? Um, and then when they're when Mara and Luke are in the woods, they are constantly attacked by them as well. And they have these like whip tails. Or, you know, they have they they have the ability to sense the Force, which is why they're attracted yeah. to Luke. They're constantly attacking Luke because they can sense his ability. Is that, to is that force. revealed in this book? Yeah, man, I just yeah. missed that. Yeah, yeah and they're con- and oh, well, we're not there yet. Okay. I mean, yeah. they're not they're not wielding lightsabers yeah. and floating things in the air. But you get, but it's explained that basically they have the f- they use the force for hunting. They right. use the force as an extra sense for hunting. Yeah, right. And so, so that's the- one of the reasons why why our furry lizards have adapted to block the force or to push the force away. Right. Essentially, is. It's it's it is an it is an evolutionary thing, okay. and I like yeah. it. Nice. I, I, I'm I like still okay with it now because again, you can't have your you can't have your Doctor Strange, your Spider Man, your any of this without a threat, without either bringing them down. Yep. A to, kryptonite. To, to a kryptonite. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's yeah. exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. You can't have your superhero without a kryptonite. Mm, right. uh, some force. Otherwise, Superman is way too powerful and he should be ruling the galaxy like he is in Red Sun. Right. If there's anything that I can agree with that this creates a, maybe a problem for is down the road, you never hear in other novels really about the Salamari. Nothing is ever dealt with with this planet necessarily. So it's like, well, so... It, well, You'd think it's something that would pop up again and again. You're going after Jedi, you'd go get yourself some Salmurai. But I think he hedges his bets with the how hard they are to acquire and do, raise. Yeah. And, and you know. do do you think that partially this too is where they took the idea for the prequels of having the of having the missing planet in the Jedi archives? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It must have been deleted. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Thanks, Brainiac. <laughs> From the mouths of children. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, when somebody who doesn't understand computers writes about them. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the most laughable <laughs> scenes. I can't take it. But anyway, uh, card, uh, card in the end uh, says Luke is a guest, but is kind of under close watch and key, how, like house arrest, right? Yeah. So on to chapter 20. Uh, we did this as our opening stinger, right? Han uses 3PO to transmit a message to Coruscant, and then they end up uh, going down to the Abrogado Ray system to this casino. I didn't take many notes on this chapter. Uh, on the Abrogado Ray casino? I, I have three things, and that's it. Well, what are those three things? Han and... Oh, Han. 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 Han and Lando <laughs> Casino Interlude. Meet a card contact. Going to save Luke? Question mark. Yeah. That was it. I mean, yeah. but I mean, that's all I got. I, but it, this I mean, scene is—it's fun. I like it. It, but it is so well written. Yeah, for the feel and for the actual dialogue oh, and man. how Luke it's, and Lando would talk to each other. It's better than the casino scene we got. And she, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, True. I feel that this is this is just <laughs> translation. Yeah, I feel that this is just so well written. On yeah. this is great on Zahn's part because you do get the feel for the characters, and he right. writes these two characters interacting. You see Harrison Ford and Billy D. Williams oh sitting gosh. at a card table talking for sure. Yeah, yeah, yes, you do. And I actually like what he adds, kind of to the universe here. I mean, in the gaming system, we had Sabak. 
uh, I guess. But I mean, besides people who played the game, which is not a large no. portion of the U.S., uh, nobody knew what Sabak was, and he kind of lets us in on this card game that everybody's playing, and this is the game that you know Han won the Falcon mm-hmm. from Lando in. Um, I like this idea of a skifter. I mean, we get kind of nuances of the game and how to play it, but that. Uh, you know, kind of this device that, or the card that will change, you know, if you press it. And I, again, I like this because if you have technology like they have in this universe, yep. somebody's going to devise something to cheat. Oh, for sure. And it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's this, this trick card that can magically, you know, into another card. Yep. And, um, so yeah, I'm Creative. all about this scene. I'm good with this scene. Uh, I'm good with it. I just don't remember a lot of it from when I'm I read good. it. That's yeah. the I, 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 I do. I do enough. like the fact that we get we get that feeling of Han feeling like old Han again. Yeah. But then he also. But then we also get a couple drops of him feeling like old Han. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. That's true. Again, we do get that feeling. Uh, I used to be a badass, <laughs> <laughs> but not anymore. Um, that's you're there is also little hints in this chapter at a growing tension that's happening back in Coruscant between Admiral Akbar and mm-hmm. Borsk Felia. That there's this tension happening, and it's something that Zahn has to keep dropping because we'll see by the end of mm-hmm. this book we'll find out that uh, you know um, Admiral Akbar has been imprisoned. So you know he's kind of slowly building. To, to and I like level. it that it's not brought out right in front of, hey, it's in your face, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. It's nice and subtle, it happens in there. I mean, no, I mean, the best movies are built on political machinations. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's just like little drops, too, like where, where somebody no, will be... hold up a second here, we're oh, going back boy. to these political machinations for a minute here. Oh, man. Just because not every movie is an action movie, Luke, doesn't mean they're not good. Okay. Okay, that was all. I'm just saying. Well, sometimes there's drama see. movies that go about politics, oh, no, I, and they're was, not was, a terrible type of thing. Yes, I know true. Senate scenes are a terrible thing to do, but I we am, said we weren't going to speak of these. I am the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So oh, yeah. Yet. So we do. We, <laughs> Sorry. We, we we do get the drop that you know that Colin Powell and uh, Paul Ryan are having issues back in the government. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. that reference. It's good. So, uh, on to chapter 21. Card alerts Mara to the two visitors on their way in because, in the end, Han Solo and Lando Calrissian end up being taken to see Talon Card. By, um, their, by their buddy, uh, Torv. 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 I, don't know, like, Torv. I don't know, like, Torv just sounds. Torv sounds like somebody I knew in high school. I don't know, like, I don't know why. Like, Rip Torv. Was Rip. it. <laughs> Hey, my name is Rip Torv. <laughs> he's being played in the movie by like the the old chubby. I'm, well, I mean, and, and maybe it's just like maybe it's our region or our accent. But I just feel like, hey, bud, you seen Torv? Like, I feel like that's something I heard. <laughs> you, know, you know who I see when I see when I, whenever they talk about Torv? Yeah, wh- wh- who's Torv? I see the actor who played the original Job of the Hut. <laughs> that guy. Yes. I'm like, I'm trying to think. I'm like. I don't think there's a guy in that suit. <laughs> yes. My name's Riptov. <laughs> yes. But just a little, little bit overweight, a little bit little bit little bit dirty, but like he smooths his hair back. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey. Hey, I'm <laughs> 
You got all those chins in the way. It's hard to talk. <laughs> nice. It's the guy from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wife beater in the chain. Oh, <laughs> but I really feel for Talon Card here because man is he between a rock and a hard place because here he is. He's holding Luke Skywalker. He doesn't know what to do. And here comes Han and Lon. Lon. Han and Lando. Yeah, old Lan and Hando. Here they come speeding in. Um. <laughs> what? I didn't say anything. It was Luke this time, not me. <sighs> okay, I said it. <laughs> Hando. Big. <laughs> Is that Rip Torm over there? <laughs> yeah, he's coming over to give me a Hando. <laughs> God. <laughs> Stay tuned for Dungeons and Dweebs After Dark. Oh my gosh. I, I think I need to go into a, into a Jedi meditation. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But I do feel for Card here because he is between this rock and a hard place, right? And, and, like, so, and Mara's just like, well, we can shoot him and throw him in the woods. I, I love that. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Why not? Yeah, I think he should, they should do it. Listen to her. He murder hobos. But Card has just too too good of a heart, so he, he has well, her. No, he, he doesn't have too he, good of a heart. He's, he's not missing he's a gonna make, He's yeah. still playing both sides. Well, he's, he's not sure what's going to happen. He is, but I, I get this sense, and maybe it's just because I know where his character goes, that I, he is playing both sides, but at the same time, he does he's not, not He's yeah. not gonna murder for murder. He, yeah, he's yeah. not a murderer for murder. If it sake. comes, if it comes down to it, he needs to. He'll do it. Right. Well, but he's, he's not, not gonna, gonna murder just for murder. Well, sake. and he's got chivalry to him. I mean, he's got this idea. Luke is our guest. We're not gonna just shoot our guest, Mara. I guess you know. I, you I, know. I really, I don't re, I don't remember a lot about the second book, but what I, what I'm feeling here was like he was saying that stuff to Mara just to appease her. Maybe because yeah. she's like, oh, I just, I just want to kill him. It's like, yeah. no, no, he's our guest. Put him in the shed, and I'm gonna make a bunch of money off him later. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. What, and there's that too. Yeah. And I, you, we do get get this feeling of build up, and especially like the second or third time, I think you can, reading this, you can really see it with Card of. Everybody knows where my secret base is. <laughs> <laughs> well, and with that, it is his secret base. And he's putting Luke in a shed. Is he going to bring his guest to go into a random storage shed? True. Right. I mean, yeah. it's probably one of his safest places right now in his mind. Why would I bring these two here? So he'll just be hidden out of the way. I yeah. can still play both well, and, sides. And, and especially in a minute here where the start, where the, uh, the yeah. Star Destroyer... And then that happens. Bamps in. Bamps in. <laughs> Everybody knows where my secret base is. Yeah. It's like the little kid when you had like the secret fort out in the woods and you went out there the there's next no day. There's no girls alone! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, go out, you go out there the next day, there's some other dude sitting in it. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So Luke gets thrown in the shed. You'll and so. I like this part of where he's sitting there looking at his artificial hand. Mm, yeah. But going back to how you said earlier of He's not really that techy and engineery on his X-wing, but he knows pretty well how to yeah. mess with the parts of but his he, hand. But if I, you pay yeah. attention to that, again, he's running everything through R two. Yeah, because R two yeah, is next. No, I'm not denying that. Yeah. I'm just bringing. Yeah, yeah, because R two's through the wall, and he's like, um, so we need to blast through something. And R like, well, we need a power source. What is that? That's, oh, that's how Mara locked him in there. Like, it's just a yeah. shed. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. throws him in there, shoots the the button that lets him out, and then like, yeah. okay, you're stuck in here. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Or the, and, the, and the window's alarmed, and if I don't get you, the Vorskers will get you. Or, yeah. See you later, bud. 
Which I just always, I always vision, envision like it's like storage wars and it's just a bunch of lockup <laughs> yeah. units and he's in next, you know, in one of them. It is. And I, love, <laughs> I got, I got a one, no, 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 yep. And then they open it up like, oh, I, I've been in here for 30 years. Mara closes the door and does that so annoying, free. that's how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That Luke Skywalker in there, he's about worth five credits. And there's a, bu- there's a bunch of, uh, there's a bu- but there's a bunch of boxes in here too that are labeled like grenade. <laughs> thermal he, detonator. He can't get into any of them. Um, and once he finally gets into them, they're like old work clothes. Yeah. I again though, I like that Zahn writes his characters. They they are they're always proactive. Like he is thrown into a cell. As soon as that door closes, he's immediately ripping things off walls and trying to get out and find a way out. And in the end, he does right with his. With his little mechanical, with, with, with the yeah. battery, in his the hand. power supply it, in his hand, because he has two. Cool idea. Uh, yeah. That's good. Because you have to have because in order for the hand to work fully and properly, it yeah. has to have two power, power sources. Power source. I like. I really like this. Again, having characters that are constantly proactive. I mean, at this point, I think Tannis would have been crying in a corner. Sorry that I brought him up. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Uh, in a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> a long time ago, we are two full pod. We are two and a half podcasts away, away from, from Bryn. I need to let it go. <laughs> Sorry, um, ten- yes, but however, to be fair, <laughs> yes, and you can't be- yes, and my <laughs> to be fair, to be, to be fair, Tasselhoff would have had a battery in his pouch. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so, so on to chapter twenty-two, yeah, Card has a meeting with Han and Lando. Uh, and is intrigued with this New Republic's offer, right? They're still hawking. I feel like they're like uh, Amway salesmen. They're just like going around to all their old friends being like, ah, you want to make a couple of bucks? We got this pyramid scheme. See, uh, we'll pay you money. You get guys under you to ship for us, and then they get guys under them to ship for us. It's not a pyramid scheme. It's just pyramid shape. (laughs) And and, uh, we got these these Kashiki shakes. (laughs) Kashiki shakes. I would try a kashiki shake. D- D- Danny out there? You got a kashiki shake? Yeah. You know, I feel like, yeah, kashiki shakes could be it. Yeah. Could yeah. Be yeah. I, I think that could be really it. Hey, um, hey, they didn't uh, they didn't get all that all, all strong like that off of nothing. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> it's natural. Yeah. It's natural. It's made from uh, made from some uh, kashiki grass, a couple f- uh, a couple pieces of bark off the tree, and a little bit of a little bit of little bit of what, from what you peel off from underneath the claws after you climb the tree. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, and then Whoa. we got a little side thing happening here during dinner. Uh, Card is yeah. having dinner with these two. Um, they are. They need a slicer. Again, we talked about how I, I like slicer. I that was actually that, that was carried over to uh, Last Jedi, wasn't it? Slicer. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. I like the words. I like the name slicer. That that is a very cool name. Yeah. Actually, played completely differently from how we played the slicer in Last Jedi. Um, shoot, what's his name? Gent. Uh, Benicio no. del Toro. Oh, Benicio del Toro. Ben- Benicio del Toro would have been a decent card. Yeah. As well. he, he. Yes. I, yes. I agree. Yes, he would have. Oh God! Yeah. More played more like uh, Usual Suspects. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they get this slicer named Ghent, and there's going to be something I like because this is a drop for future books in a lot of ways. Uh, they need him for cracking diplomatic. I, know, I feel like clones. I like Ghent better than The Witcher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like Ghent because I knew you would react. I like Ghent. I like Ghent because Ghent keeps getting pissed off that he's not doing computer things. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a code breaker. Why am I carrying this? <laughs> 
And no, like I, I felt the same way in a couple of meetings. Uh, <laughs> and like you said, Clob, th- uh, uh, it only gets worse because here comes Throng. Yeah, <laughs> here exactly. he is in the middle of this. I feel so bad for Guard. <laughs> Everybody knows where my base is. Yeah. <laughs> and then further on to it. My okay, secret so base now, is not secret. So now, okay, Han Lando, you guys got to go away. I got to hide you somewhere out. Now, Luke, okay, he's hiding somewhere. And then Luke and R2, now we're leaving. Yes, <laughs> and well, and he doesn't. He doesn't tell. Yes, Han and Lando, what's going on? It's just like I got to cut dinner short. Uh, Gent will uh, take you back to your ship, and we'll make uh, preparations for you guys to leave. Don't leave your ship <laughs> ever. Yeah, exactly. Um, Luke breaks out of the shed. He sees three guys running to the woods. He's like. <laughs> but things start to heat up because during this conversation, I mean, uh, he kind of this is tense. Yeah, and he kind of drops this little line, and because Thrawn is such a brainiac, Thrawn figures out that he may have captured or at least ran across Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah, what is it? And that uh, brings him card, in. Card says something like to the effect of that the hunt is over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, really, yeah. And he's like, really? It's, 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 it's like he <laughs> says. It's like he says, and he goes. Mm, I didn't say that. Oh no, so, well I just figured that because his engines were damaged that he would and his life support systems would have failed by now, that uh, he's dead out in space. Yeah, that's what I thought. But you seem to know for sure that the hunt is over. <laughs> well, I just I just assumed his life support systems had failed by now and that he was dead. Right. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty almost word for word. That's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I just listened to it last night. And, oh, then, <laughs> and then as if to add on to all of this, this is when Luke escapes, jumps into something called a Skipray blast boat, rockets out over the jungle, and Mara just is pissed, jumps into one and rockets out well, after is, Isn't there a scene here where he goes to jump in a different vehicle and R2's like, no, you don't know how to fly something like that? <laughs> I know. So. I, no. I don't know. No, no, they get into this one. Um, oh no, R2 picks this one. Yeah, R2 picks yeah, this one. Because, because, he because can... the door opens and R2 can get in. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, because he's running over to the other ship and R2's like, uh, do. Nope. No, no, get no, in there. No, 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 let's take this one. And he opens the door, he's like, oh, you just want this one because it has a ramp. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I will say here, there are a couple times, now that we're out of zero G, yeah, and now through the whole woods scene as well. Yeah, this is written so well. Yes, it's it is. So well. it's, it, it's written so well. The only issue I have here is I feel like I feel like Luke's throwing R two around a little too easily mm. without the use of, without, without having the use of the force. The force that was actually yeah. you know what that was about to come out of my mouth when I, I said like oh this one has a ramp like well can you could just use the force and lift it I'm like, oh no he can't here yeah because like, because right. I'm so used but, to him having but that. it keeps it talks about it like he picks he picks R two up and like moves him around the chair so he can get so, to the port and I just I feel R two I feel R two yeah. should be heavier. Yeah, I agree. Well, what I mean, is the range on them, though? On what's that? Every Yil Samari. What's their range? How close do they have Oh, it, it has something to do with the more that are together. They reinforce each other's bubbles. They bubble. reinforce each other. They even talk about bubble. actual yardage on it, like, or meters. Like, it's like 10 meters for an oh, individual. You, you, well, I, I'm not entirely I'm sure. I just... But, yeah. I'm not entirely sure, but it's somewhere between 5 and 10 meters. And basically, the entire planet is cut off. We'll find out in, like, Hilliard City. Mm. He gets, like, mm. twinges of it back, but it's, like, not full-on force. Uh, back, so he's pretty much never with the force as long he's, so he, he's on he, planet. He, he, 
hops in. He hops in the skip great boat way here. to make this book tense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, great way. Yes, he hops in the skip boat. <laughs> yeah, just, and for for people who don't like the Salamari, this is I think the chapters that really make them so cool is because you have Luke stuck in a jungle with a lady who wants to kill him. Okay, and he has no force. Yeah, he is now nothing. He is insignificant. He's just some white dude from some desert planet. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I did, That's it. I did yeah. have the. I did have the. Uh, the uh, YouTube Cinema Sins moment though after the uh, after the after they crash into the woods and go skipping through the woods. Yeah, <laughs> that's all they had in my back. They survived this. Right. Oh <laughs> yeah, because this is real tension. I feel once they have crashed and Luke comes I, upon I, Mara. I, I, I love when they're flying. The descriptions of he's flying and he's kind of like he's kind of like wiggling, like kind of jiggling the handlebars a little bit. And he's like, yeah. okay, this thing is super unresponsive. It's got to be like heavily armored, and it's it's nothing he's used to. Flying. Or, or is it super unresponsive because he's not using the Jedi flight tricks that he can use when he has the when force. he's got the force on how he's. Uh, everything is just because he hasn't used the ship before. Well, and not everything is the force, guys. But on top of but <laughs> well, no, well, be, no, but on top of that, because it it has been talked about. You know, Luke. You know, there's the dropped line from uh, New Hope of Luke being a good bush pilot. Yep, right. And so there is, and so there is talk within the universe about how Jedi can be decent pilots because mm-hmm. of the fact that they unco- they sometimes unconsciously. Use the force, and even right. like force sentient beings or for uh, force sensitive beings who aren't yeah. Jedi mm. can be great pilots because of the fact that they are basically using force tricks mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah, and that, that's good. And I just the I took the armor thing because because he crashed and survived. Yeah. Yeah, it it had to have been armor. crashed. The airbags went off. Uh, what do they call them though? There wasn't airbags. It was just like um um. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't remember oh, what to do. Oh, crap. I wish she measures done. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I so like... They crash. He drags Mara get, out. Like, gas, and Mara pulls a gas gun on him. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. Luke, stop being the nice guy. Yeah. He has to. She's yeah. been... He has she's to. mad at you. I she probably to. wants to kill you. And I still I'm like still him. No, I had to. I'm sorry. Had to. Don't care. He's not Luke Skywalker if he doesn't do that. I agree. He had to. He had to. He is He is not... He is lawful good. He has to be. Yeah, At I lawful agree. good, he has to pull lawful her out. Lawful good, not lawful stupid. <laughs> <laughs> lawful good, he has to pull her out. I yeah. agree. You have to maintain We're, that... that if she was already dead and on fire, of your, your, of your good... You do. You do. Even where he's, he's almost about walking away, he sees the red hair and goes... Yeah, <laughs> I'm going back. But she's got a blaster on him. Yeah, I, I do. Right? I, I love the way it's explained too. Like she's like in the chair with it, just like kind of pointed like over her shoulder. Yeah, like bit. like she's pat, like she's passed out, and then he walks up and. Sup, yeah, idiot? Get me out of here! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, um, knew you'd come. <laughs> and then here comes here comes the empire. Yeah, they make oh. their little plan here, and they say it's a three days walk to Hilliard City. So. Uh, uh, but Luke is quick, and he's able to convince her to keep him alive, to take R2. And I like that the reason he's able to do all this is mm. to say, hey, um, we don't know, like, because the, the Emperor, they, they know the Empire is there. And he's like, so, like, you're going to walk out of the woods, and what are you, you're not going to know what Thrawn or knows, what Card has told Thrawn. You need me, you need R2, so you can communicate. Well, like, Luke, and I, and I will Luke, comment, Luke, we, we are somewhere between 23 and 24 right yeah, now. Yeah, 23 and 24. Yeah, Luke, yeah. Luke, really, Luke has no idea about Thrawn. No, he no. He just knows Star Destroyer came from. Yeah, yeah. He, knows a, he just knows Star Destroyer came in, and I, there is another couple but Mara little drops. does. A couple little drops where Mara's going, yeah, no, um, take the droid apart. We're not taking him. Yeah. Not taking the droid apart. 
Take the droid. I'm not taking my friend apart. <laughs> what do you your friend? Just take the droid apart. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Uh, but but Mara knows that Thrawn is there, mm-hmm. and so they need to. He need. She needs to be able to like sync her story with what Card has told Thrawn. So so he's like, we need to be able to communicate. So on to chapter twenty four. Yeah. And really, and really, they know that they can't use the communicators. Right. Yeah. Because well, but they come up with censored. a they come up with a good plan, I think, here as we move into other chapters. Yes. And we can go freeform, but where they take R two and he's communicates with Luke's X wing, and then they figure, well, at some point somebody's gonna go and try to pull a dump or whatever on the X wing, and they'll see this flashing. I don't light. know why you would poop on an X wing. <laughs> <laughs> why do they call it taking uh, a dump? You don't really take it anywhere. <laughs> so Card discovers that Han. Yep. Han and Lando know about this Imperial visit yes. to Merker. Yeah. Merker? Merker. Marker. So Mercer and his books. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> let's talk about empathy. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. <laughs> Can we get to the like the firefight at the end of this book? Let's 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 because that that yeah let's 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 okay. speed up through a lot of stuff. Let's go kind of freeform. Okay. Let's k- stick with for a little bit through the jungle uh, as you run through the jungle with Mara and Luke because oh, yes. I, I like this because this is where the whole thing with the Vorskners comes up and they're constantly attacked. Um, and oh if, yeah, okay. Now that okay, yeah. Now that it's in context, I'm remembering. Yeah. So and now they're getting attacked, and eventually, right? What happens? I, I just listened to it last night. I'm such a it's it's fine. I'm such a ding. <laughs> um, but you you end up finding out like uh, should we go all the way to as they're coming out of the woods and then back up to see what happened with everybody? Yeah, else? yeah, why don't yeah, we? Yeah, let's just go through it that way. Yeah. So um, I love that in the end, right? Luke ends up with the lightsaber. Uh, right, because Mara is like take, popping stim pills, trying to keep herself awake, is not going to sleep for three days. Well, and that was the whole thing that she she had his lightsaber in her room. Card made her like, no, you go get that and you hide that. Yeah, and that's when she took off after Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So so everything works. All these little things yeah. work together very well in this book. Um, but in the end, they come upon this plan that as they come out, they know the Empire is going to be there. That it's better if they reverse roles. Yes. You know. And so there's this plant that happens to be in the jungle that Luke is allergic to, or you know, as I take it that it's you know, I think it like stinging nettles, or poison something like ivy, that. yeah, poison something, ivy, right? Yeah. They rub it all over his face. He becomes all puffy Ooh. and whatever. He says his name's Jade. My name's Jade, a bounty hunter. My name is Jeff. Yeah, and I, they have. Oh, okay, I'm so sorry I did that. <laughs> Dang it! I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and Mara is. Uh, Mara has to carry R2 on a Travoy, and they end up coming. I'm taking my friend apart. Yeah. Again. How heavy is R2? <laughs> I, am at, I well, imagine he's heavy as the, heck. Didn't the Ewoks do it, though, at Endor? Like, they bring him up into the trees. Uh, yeah, he's, but it's like, he's to it. Look at in Force Awakens, BB-8 knocks Finn over just from the weight. Yeah, these yeah. droids and would R2 be incredibly heavy. much bigger than that and older, so it's probably a lot more parts yeah, in there. I agree. If you look at the old Big PlayStations old nu- and stuff. nuclear reactor inside of there that's just powering him. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but as they come out, I like this feel of like they're first they're met with uh, speeder bikes, and then they by the end time they get out of town or out into out of the jungle, they have like this entire 
group of stormtroopers walking yeah. with mm-hmm. them and speeder bikes. Uh, you're kind of like, oh man, they're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> this book is doing a very good job of building tension. Yes. Yes, yes. it is. So like, I mean, just, just throughout. Right. Mm-hmm. So we'll leave them off there where they're pretty much prisoners now of stormtroopers. Yep. Going back to Leia, what's going on with her? Back on Kashyyyk. I don't know because I didn't listen to these. Uh, she, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have because this no, part yeah, is so is, good. No, no, I, I, I actually. 25. Yeah, I, I, remember, 25 was good. I remember really liking the Kashyyyk chapters when I read the book. You have to read them. Yeah, you don't listen to this audiobook. Yeah, it's um, just all a bunch of garbage. <laughs> but she wakes up and she is attacked <laughs> by the Nogri, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the Nogri. I really yep. do. And we'll get into him big time in the next book. But she yeah. successfully defends herself, uh, but then the alien uh, stops his attack. And I love this part because you, you get this idea. like you, He describes like him sniffing. like she Sniffing her, yeah. Sniffing yeah. her neck. And all of a sudden, uh, his, like his arms just fly out to his sides, and he starts repeating like Mel Ariash, Mel Ariash. Um, she's the Lady Vader, you know. Mm-hmm. Should we go through all of this right to the end? Um, everybody else comes in, right? Like Kabarak and Chewbacca. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the I thought you were going to the very end of the book. No, no, no. I'm like, like, I mean, I'm like, the, I'm like well, we're not <laughs> all of the st- all of the stuff between yes. her and Kabarak and everything. And everything in there. All of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we find out one died trying to defend her during this whole thing is all these attacks. Yes. Yeah. Was it Selperin? Chewie's buddy. Yeah. Yeah. buddy. Chewie's childhood buddy. friend. Yeah, which was Selperin, I believe. I think. Right? Yeah, that he well, died. we didn't, we, we, we never spent enough time with him to yeah. actually meet him. We just got the, they had the Wookiee, like, arm wrestling match for an right. hour. Right. Yeah. And there's kind of a little cool action scene where they end up chasing everybody. Like, they, they cut a hole in the bottom of the apartment and go through to the underside of the city. And she's Leia's, like, holding on to Chewbacca as he's using his climbing cl- claws which, to go underneath which, the city. Which, again, I, I, I'm, super, I'm super afraid here because I'm like, the pregnant woman is just holding <laughs> yes. on to the Wookiee underneath the city where if anybody falls, there's no coming. But you're, you're gone. Yeah, right, right. You're yeah. gone, and then they do the little thing where there's the one there's the one that's like chasing them on a speeder bike underneath the city. Yeah, yeah. and so Leia tie Leia ties her lightsaber to a vine and then swings it and locks it on. Swings locks it on. I, don't, I don't know that we've really covered yeah. Leia's saber. Nope, yet. we have not. not. I don't think we have. And I this is something that um, what was the uh, the the game uh, that came out recently? Not not the terrible EA game. Yeah, Battlefront. Battlefront. That came out, and you were able to play as Leia, and she didn't have her pink lightsaber, and I was so pissed. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. I think it initially came out before. Um, mm-hmm. It came out before um, The Force Awakens and all that. Right. But, like, it was definitely, like, it came out with the intention for the expansion once the movies came out. Right. But, it's, like, you were still able to play as her. Now, like, she's not, she's just, like... It's such a weird character to be able to play as, who's not really an action hero throughout yep. movies. Right. But it's an action game, and you're just Leia running around with a pistol. With a pistol. That's too bad. That's yeah. Because I yeah, like... Give, I, her, give her the pink lightsaber. Give her a little bit of force powers, because... I don't know if in here her lightsaber is pink. Uh, do we get a description I, of what... That's what I was looking for. I, I don't know if the blade's pink. at this point, because Luke made it, I thought it was just a normal blue It was blue or green. And I then when she finally made her own, it. I thought it was... Yeah, uh, there, yeah, I guess. I don't... I don't maybe, maybe it was pink. Internet, help us, please. Mara has the pink lightsaber. Mara has a pink one, right? Eventually. Yeah, she'll eventually get a pink lightsaber. Mara should have a pink one. I don't feel... It's... 
it's more of a it's it, it's more a of a light, light red. red. Okay, yeah, okay. that that's that's what we'll go with. Yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. It was it was something. Maybe it was uh, playing Star Wars minis with you, Bob. Maybe that's that maybe that's lightsaber. Yeah. But I, I take it more, isn't it a group of uh, Nogri are on, like, I I've envisioned it as, like, from Jabba's uh, sail barge, one of the smaller skiffs that's okay. kind of going around. Yeah. That's, like, one of those, there's, like, eight of them or something on there, and that's when she swings her lightsaber, like, cuts that, and they all go tumbling mm-hmm. to the, the forest floor. But they've captured one of these guys, his name is Kabarak. And this is, I love this exchange between these two because Kabarik explains about how she is the Malariush, which is the daughter of Vader, and they revere uh, the Lord Vader because he says in their past there was these two ships that came and fought in this, a, a great war in the sky, destroyed their entire planet, but it was Darth Vader who landed and gave them like hope and rehabilitated their people, and now they s- gladly serve him, you know, uh, at his at his whim, um, and that has now passed on to Thrawn. I really like this. Very much adds to the minutia of Vader too. Yeah, yeah. where it is the. Okay. Hey, just don't okay. kill him. I can feel it. Well, n- yeah. See, I didn't even go with this that. This wasn't. This isn't good. This We're isn't good. This, this is, is not good. This isn't no. good. This is him coming down and going. I am him coming down to a to a race of people that have never seen technology or a lot of these other mm. things and going. I am a god. Well, the exact opposite of what three PO didn't want or the uh, mm-hmm. didn't want to do with the with the Ewoks. Right. Well, we and we we will find. I out. I am your god. You will serve me now. We'll find and then more like, about that in the next and then he, one. I was I, say, I can just yeah. see him coming down and like crushing four guys who are coming after him, and everybody going, "Oh, right. oh, how about yeah." And for those people who uh, listeners who haven't read the book, we won't spoil it. But then when you go into book two, you find out Vader is not being truthful. He's not saving them. Stuff. He's not truthful about what he's doing to them. He's manipulating maybe, these maybe, guys. Maybe well, it's, and, and very, yeah, much, right. yeah. and very much like Thrawn, who in this book, there's a couple comments about using using the Nagori, and even Thrawn goes, "We have more." Yeah. Yeah, and there's a times where Pelion will wince, like, you just said that in front of your bodyguard Rook, and you know, like, what does he think about that mm-hmm. when you just blatantly yeah. say that they're just tools to <laughs> exactly. be used? Very much, and, and the Nagori are always set, set up as being very yeah. much an allegory for slavery. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. definitely, for sure. I do, again, when I read this, I, I can see where Zahn was going. Remember, his initial plan was that these would be Sith, not Nogri, and that Vader was the Lord, Lord of the, of the Sith. Sith. I, I do like that idea. Um, you know, I, I know now where he went with the Sith, but, uh, or where, you know, Lucas no, went. V- but I v- like that idea. V- Vader is the southern plantation owner who has yeah. slaves, who has slaves acting as guards. Yep, mm. yep. Um, I also like how Kabarak says that Vader can read <laughs> souls. Like, he talks about how, because uh, Leia uses her Jedi abilities, and we should talk about, really quickly, Leia's Jedi abilities. I like how in these books, uh, already we're starting this idea that Jedi have different strengths in the Force. Correct. Like, that Luke is like a warrior in some ways, whereas Leia is like a negotiator. Yeah. You know, you really, I think... I think- between this and the new movies, mm-hmm. this is probably like the diversity in the force. Yeah, I like it. Definitely something that was lost. Yeah, for sure. By the time we get to next year, when you do the next trilogy, then it goes where there's people who are just healers, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they all learn the basic fighting with 
the saber. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, their strengths lie down different paths. And, you know, and Joris has all these has all these essentially mind abilities, and he's 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 the mm-hmm. he's the mind control yeah. Jedi. I like that, and I think it's really smart when it just goes to a commercial aspect because when you're talking to you know, pushing your product out to the masses, then every kid reading about this or person reading about this then can be like, yeah, I see myself as a healer or I see myself as the warrior. Let's go or take I my BuzzFeed quiz and find yeah. out what the Jedi is. Yeah. Well, if- everybody can see themselves as a Jedi in whatever walk of life you do. Hey, I'm well, a lawyer. That's because I'm really good at screwing people. No, just joking. <laughs> I'm really I, good at reading minds. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I didn't mean that, Brendan. And, and, that and you're was, right. You're <laughs> right. Oh, oh, Brendan. Uh, I didn't mean that. And, you're, and Bob, you're right. And any any good product does that. Any good product will appeal to the masses. Yeah. Um. We you know we all see we all see ourselves as different people of the Avengers. We all yeah, see ourselves right. as different type of Jedi. We all see ourselves as you know who who are you in that I particular took my movie quiz? And I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. was a Hufflepuff. But, um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm really, I'm really a Slytherin. Against what, against what I'm, I'm really sure... I guess against mm. what I'm sure everybody like Han was not going to be for this. Uh, Chewbacca sure as heck is not going to like this. But Leia agree talks to him and says that I will meet with you in one month's time around Endor, I'm and I will finish once you're started. <laughs> I will. I'll come. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Nerds <laughs> box. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, that yeah. way. I was waiting for the opportunity. I'm <laughs> sorry, but I will finish. What's your start on? God. Deal <laughs> with it, Bob. Kylo Ren, Yes. No one cared who I was before I manipulated the Force. <laughs> so many Force users. Oh, my God. Uh, for the listeners out there, uh, we figured out uh, Neil brought nerds over since we're so close to Halloween. Well... After, I'm Halloween. I'm After Halloween. I'm assuming that he brought nerds over because we're close to Halloween, but it's Neil and I... That's accurate. It's he probably Halloween. just eats eats nerds all the time. But he found out Maybe. that if you uh, put the box up to your mouth and talk into it, you um, kind of sound like Kylo Ren or Bane. Or Bane. <laughs> it's too much vibrato for Bane. Oh, it's a little that's bit. Bane is more. But anyway, <laughs> Leia so says that <laughs> that she is going to go to the Nori homeworld. You merely adopted the Nori. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> I hope the microphone picked that up. I hope so. What uh, is this? Uh, 26? 26. 26. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Leia goes to the Nogri homeworld. Yeah, that Leia will agree to go to. Oh, so, yeah. So she, yeah. So in my my notes. Were so really chapter good. chapter or uh, book two, we'll we'll see what that all yes. looks like. But chapter twenty six. Hey, we're coming out of the forest. We've already talked about a yes. lot of this. Yep. Uh, right. Um, which. Which is all cool. I mean, we've missed some things. Like, I mean, Luke uses that whole, like, same yell thing that Ben Kenobi used to scare off and the he put, sand people. And he puts his lightsaber, I, he puts his lightsaber in R2 again. Yep. Yeah, and, which and I, and I will, there, will be there used are, later. I feel like I, I, I did not write down any examples just because I was listening. Um, but there, there are a lot of things that I feel that are in this book that are purely in this book uh-huh. to, like, make fanboys go, uh, yeah. like, But little, you have to look at the time period when this came out, too. And this, it's, came, it's, and this came out to be a commercialization, to get the fanboys there, into this yeah, new universe. There, there are too many 
and they're there are too many and they're way too obvious. Oh, see, we're coming up on a scene that is total fan service here. I, I honestly that I love to Are death. we talking about when Mara talks about what she was doing on Jabba's barge? No, I'm talking. Oh. Uh, no. That is a fanboy oh. dream too. Yes, that, that is That was a, mine. <laughs> yes, that is a, that is a fanboy dream yeah, as well. Yeah, Why don't yeah. you talk about that, Bob, because okay. mine comes after they get okay. out of the forest. All right. So yeah. really quick as they come out of the forest uh, right before uh you know, she Mara finally said, you know, Luke's like, so why do you hate me so much? And she finally just comes out to him and says that, you know, I was uh, the hand of the Emperor. And that when Darth Vader had you out, you know, in Bespin and offered you the chance to come, you know, and pretty much side with him and take out the Emperor, the Emperor knew about that, mm -hmm. you know. And then she, he sent me to Jabba's uh, where I worked undercover as a dancer. And then I was supposed to kind of take you out. You know, and the only reason I didn't is because Java wouldn't let me on the sail barge when he took me out there. Uh, you know, and I, which goes to Sounds his like vision. Sounds like you suck at your job, Mara. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. She's just a dancer. She can't just get it on everything. Well, and so, yeah, so we go through all this, and it's like you ruined my life. And I love this idea. I, really I love, love this idea of the secret hand of the emperor. I. Th mm -hmm. This is a fantastic addition. And and, and like. Nobody knows who she is, Where? so when everything went to hell, she's like, um, the only one who knew about me is dead. Yeah. This what also, do I, I guess, I guess I'm a smuggler now. This where, also where, sets up where, the force. Where, where, where I'm her. coming from learning about the secret hand of the Emperor uh -huh. is having played the four, or what, what's the, Knights what, of the Old Republic? Knights, uh, nope. Nope. Um, uh, the Force Unleashed? The Force Unleashed. Yes. Ah, We're yeah, the yeah. Secret, secret Hand of Prentice. Vader. Right. Okay. And like... Like, so I already have all that in my mind, and to learn that, like, the Emperor was also doing the same thing. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. freaking, that reveal was, yeah, blew me away. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I I think this is one of the strongest things he came I mean, Mara is a fan favorite. She comes to the top always, always. When, when when people do polls and stuff like that. Um and I let's talk really quickly about her name. Um, Mara is a Hebrew word which means bitter or sorrow, which I really like uh, because she is bitter. She yeah. is bitter. And then that, even her name Jade, you know, I think there's kind of a you could take the color green for yeah, kind of an envious Jada. or brittle or hard or you know. God, her parents had some good insight when they named her. <laughs> well, that's well, how myth works. Is that saying? <laughs> well, here's the next question. With all the mystery that surrounds Mara to begin with, is that her? It, it, was yes. that her birth name? Yeah. Well, there's book maybe. I, no, I, I know. But yeah. what's, what's her Darth? Mara? Like who is she? Like <laughs> no, because she's not a Jedi. She's not a Jedi. She's not a Sith. She's just used a lightsaber yeah. before. The She's just used a lightsaber oh, before. Yeah. The, Emperor very, before. The, the Emperor very, the Emperor very intentionally yeah. did not train her as an apprentice. No, so Mara he trained her as a weapon. So Mara has the ability to not really use the Force, but to like, she could hear the Emperor's voice. So she has Force ability, but not. Manipulation, so much. She's she's force sensitive. sensitive. She's just never been taught the other things yep. that will be taught to her later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so we're so, jumping ahead. Chapter twenty-seven on board the Chimera. Pelion confirms that there are a hundred and twelve transient warships available at the Sluis Van shipyards, um, and they're going to use a cloaking device. They're setting up all this. It's the big Sluis Van battle. Dun, dun, dun! Okay, so uh, is, is, this is the chapter where they're testing the cloaking device. They're yes, testing, testing it out. Okay. Yep. So I like this 
change. I like this difference in the in the Star Wars universe cloaking device versus the Star Trek universe yes, cloaking device. Yes, yes, yes. Because that was one of the things that I thought was so cool is they're testing it out on this freighter. This freighter's out in the middle of nowhere so that if, if it explodes when they put the cloaking device on it, who cares? Yeah, right. And so they put the cloaking device, and, and the cloaking device was initiated, and the next line is, and nothing happened. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went, Oh, so it's not like the Star Trek cloaking device where it disappears like yeah. from your vision. Yeah, and I think you have to do this. I, cloaking devices are always a real tough kind of thing. They add in uh, a lot of problems in into your universe. And, but you had the issue of in Empire Strikes Back, they dropped the line of no ship that small has a cloaking device. So obviously cloaking devices exist in the universe. So I yeah, like they, that Zahn because Zahn talks take about a lot it. of power and uh. yeah, Zahn talks about it in his annotations of how like he that that line he was like oh we can't really have cloaking shields everywhere because, because I mean really wouldn't only small only small ships have cloaking devices if you could have cloaking devices the whole imperial fleet should have a cloaking no device no I, on I, I mean like if. Yeah. If anybody has a cloaking device, it's probably on something small. Yeah, right. Because right. cloaking something small has to be way easier yeah. <laughs> than cloaking a freaking star destroyer. However, how much in order to basically disrupt the disrupt the signal, which is what you're doing with a cloaking device, mm-hmm. is you're dis you're or you're disrupting the signal or causing yourself not to disrupt the signal. Yeah. Um how much power does that need to yeah, kick I out? I think he's going more for the, the that you need a big ship to hold the power. To be able okay. to, to to project a cloaking shield or whatever this is, I like that he makes it. Hey, listen, I hate to say real world, <laughs> but he make he puts constraints on this so well, it can't be used willy nilly. So, listeners, by all means, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, talk to us about your ideas behind cloaking technology in sci- in sci fi in general, but right. especially within the Star Wars galaxy here as. Uh, Timothy Zahn is talking about. I'll try to put up some sort of uh, like a post for that. That you know, like something about what are your thoughts on cloaking shields, and then people can can talk underneath that. I mean, we've got a lot of listeners. Come over to Facebook page so we can we can continue that conversation. We're not getting a lot of conversation about about things right now, and we know there's a lot of people out there who love Star Wars. Got a lot to say about it. Let's let's start chewing the fat about this. No, no. What do you think about cloaking? <laughs> There's like a couple thousand of you. Why aren't you talking? <laughs> All right. And most of you need to join our Facebook page. All right, so we roll into 27. Yeah, so on board the Chimera, uh, what we were talking we just talked about this. Yeah, we were, we were talking about this. Yeah. We've yeah. done this club. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 28. <laughs> oh, but before that, it, at the end of 27, yes, we find out where I was going. Yeah. Oh, so you're going that end. Yes. Further. Okay, sorry. Oh. So we find out Wedge is on escort duty. <laughs> I love yeah, how, I love I how like tasty he is. What? Why am I on escort duty? I am, a, I am a hero pilot of the Republic. Yeah. Why is my part... Why, we are all heroes of the Republic. I have the most elite <laughs> unit. Why are we doing escort duty? Yeah. And I like the fact that, that uh, you know, clerk number 45, whatever the guy's yeah. name is, is like, you probably don't want to be here right now anyways. Yeah, I don't want to deal with the political stuff. We'll do the escort mission. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I like it. It's showing how deep it's go running through the uh, military where he's kind of like, well, it sounds like you're an Akbar guy. <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, oh, you're a failure guy, huh? Like, you know, there's people in the military taking this Akbar and failure, these two sides, you know. 
Again, they're driving home points for future books uh, okay. as to what will happen. You, uh, you, uh, I bet you're, uh, bet you're, uh, bet you're a Bush guy. <laughs> you're, uh, Hillary, Hillary's having issues right now. <laughs> <laughs> so chapter 28, Luke and Mara are about to leave to the forest. Oh, this is when they do that. We talked about the this. Whole, Correct. The whole switching. Now they're a prisoner. Yeah. yeah. Now they're a prisoner. Yeah. And they walk in and they walk in with all the stormtroopers after they've been prisoned. Right. And of course, what other prisoner group do they meet up with? Well, a guy named Chin. And Han Solo. And I love this. I love this because, yes, it is fan service. Yes. It is fan service as Han gets walks, gets put right next to Luke as they're walking and together again. Wouldn't miss it. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I loved this so much. I did, too. I, I did, too. This. Really? really? Oh, wow. I'm tired of the fan service part now. I mean, really? You, you are. Oh, wait, it worked in the first movie? Oh, it worked in this movie? Okay, might as well work in the book, you, you are. But you now are. a double fake prisoner gag as well instead. You are right. Now we've bumped it up. You are I'm right. tired of the callbacks of oh, we're here again. Oh, hey. Wink at the camera. Yeah. It wasn't a wink at the camera, it was a wink at each other. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the no. author to you, the reader. It's a wink to you of hey, yeah, I watched the movies too. Boy, I took I this as different enough that I didn't see this. I see it as a wink. No, there, there, there have been like enough. multiple like comments and hey, quotes. Hey, and, hey huh? you, you remember New Hope? You remember Empire Strikes Back? Hey, what about uh, Return of the Jedi? <laughs> there, there, there's Boy, so much of that. I was, I was, I was into it. I was into it because too. of the fact that it fit the characters. Yep. I, this felt like it's almost like Han knew to if, do this because of if, what had come before. If that had been like maybe you know number two or three, yeah, that would have been okay. But I, I'm pretty sure it's like number like 15. it's the first. <laughs> it's the first book of the new series of the new. Yeah, it's been twenty. It's been fifteen twenty years. They're since, checking to see if anybody cares. Jedi, but I, yeah. but I mean you know really. At this point in time, I will defend this because this this entire next scene here through 28, yeah. 29, I heard, I, I I could hear Luke. I could hear Pam. the or, I could hear the orchestra music in the background. No, yeah. no, I could hear the soundtrack. I, no, no, no he he writes it well. Oh yeah, he writes it well. But the, it it has been like just like in I don't know even like a it, just an onslaught of like Callbacks. yeah. So yeah, we fall no. into line. Boy, I don't see this no, as an onslaught no, like, of callbacks. Like, like it, it, I feel like it makes The Force Awakens look mild. Real what? Yeah. But no. it, the thing is, they've all been so subtle building up to this point. At this point, it was just, here it is, way too obvious I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't This is where, I'm going to show you my notes for a second here. Yeah. At this point, I wrote one line for this chapter. I did not care. A double fake prisoner gig. Next one, and the prisoners escape. I don't care enough about this because I know really? they're prisoners. They're going to escape no matter what again. Okay, so let's well, my last line, main character. I am mad about this right now. So, I, I do, so let's I, get to I, how I, they I, escape. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be the middle ground guy. The callbacks need to stop, mm-hmm. but it's he writes it well. Yeah, it's written right. well, but I'm done with callbacks. Right at this point. Huh. Inter- so, what is the what? Are, what did you love about this climate change? I just I saw the scene. This was this was I, this was wow. so well written that you could oh. see the scene. I could hear I could hear the I could hear the score going in the background. Yeah, as I a, could too. And I, I, I like the way that it's written because I just I'm like oh yeah they're together again. Yeah, and yes, I yeah. am fanboying. I am fanboying. So how do you like when we crap on your childhood books? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really mad right now. I'm turning this podcast off. 
<laughs> so, I'm gonna call you pretentious, Luke. Please, You're pretentious. Please do. Please be the 50th person on the internet to call me pretentious. <laughs> but no, you know it's funny because when you bring that up. I see what you're saying. Mm. I had never, I've never seen that reading it. Like, I never actually thought about, hey, this is exactly like what happens on the skiff. Hey, buddy, together again. You know, like, I never saw it as that. The, the, the lightsaber in R2 was definitely a callback. But it's played out in somewhat a different way. I mean, all, everything's kind of different as far as the scenery and what's going on in my mind. And, of course, I'm playing this from a mind of a 12-year-old. Um, this was all awesome, and all the callbacks were only and, adding to how cool and, it was. And the light, and the lights, the whole lightsaber in R two deal too, uh, was put in there as an explanation because Mara never knew how he snuck the lightsaber on. Yeah, and so when all of a sudden, all of a sudden, R two opens up this place to hide the lightsaber, and she goes, "Oh." That's how you did it. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, and I bet a lot of 12 year olds really like Tannis' plan on the bridge of that Shut up, shit. shut up! This is nothing <laughs> like Tannis' plan! <laughs> yeah, Tannis takes longer to think of the plan other than two minutes. Okay, uh, so, so, so through the woods. Oh, is, it, oh, is it a little. Is, I'm gonna kill somebody. Well, I'm gonna break this bottle right now. <laughs> is it a little meta yes. that. <laughs> You're crabbing about callbacks by making a callback to our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Mind explodes. <coughs> wow! And it's funny because in my notes I have I love the build up here. It's amazing what happens when smart characters have smart plans and smart baddies, and they all come together. Yeah, I all see this is great. Actually, I I saw all this as a crescendo of a lot of cool things all coming together. I I, I had a good time reading it my first time around, but the second yeah. time around with the dun Dungeons and Dweebs lens. Yes, and I did not have that lens on. I was just in nostalgia mode again because that's just just giddy popping M and M's. Reading the book. Do you remember mini M and M's? Yes, I do remember. Yeah. I think they're actually superior because there's a, there's more surface area. More surface area. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the dark yeah. I think your I think your brain has a thick candy shell. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens? They they approach right. There's this thing called a chariot, right? Which uh, is is in the Western Games books as well. Looks like a uh, droid tank from the first. Sorry, kind of <laughs> looks like well, a what? Well, That's well, how I pictured it right now. Was the battle droids and the thing that we never mentioned. From that movie, oh, okay, the yeah. tank that there was. You have That's too much baggage. You still have too much baggage. But <laughs> they, we have baggage. You just <laughs> threatened to turn the podcast off. <laughs> but uh, they all. Have you ever watched? Have you ever watched the game show Baggage? Uh, no. I love oh, the game God, show Baggage. We've had too many side comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll never get through the end of this. No. Anyway, um, okay. So four we, hour podcast. So we get through. We get to the arch. Yes. And great description of this arch for this planet. That hey, this was built a long time ago before like huge technology stuff, and this arch is really cool. Let's yeah. destroy it. Yeah, yeah, it takes it down, right? Because uh, in the end, right, a firefight ensues. All of the stormtroopers take cover along with uh, Luke and everybody else underneath these arches. But in the end, right, Luke calls for the lightsaber from R2. And, I, then, and I, love how Han, I love how Han has trick cuffs on. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. <laughs> I had a pair when I was this age hey, too, so I he, thought that was cool. Hey, remember when he put those on Chewbacca earlier in the <laughs> New Hope? <laughs> those weren't trick cuffs. He just didn't latch right the real cuffs. Mind. Same idea. Yeah, those weren't trick cuffs. Don't care. Uh, <laughs> okay, fine. Moving on. 
goddamn Hey, kid. I, hey, they're only humans that use the same stuff again and again for the first whole half of this podcast, uh, first six episodes. I said juxtaposition, 250,000 times. Tannis is half human, so that's a... <laughs> I hate you too. I'm pretty sure this bottle can fit sideways up your rectum. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many how many times did the Gryffindor sword show up for Harry Potter to be able to get out of a jam? <laughs> Two. <laughs> oh wait, three. <laughs> Don't you talk about Harry Potter? <laughs> we can talk about Harry Potter instead, right now. Uh, no, let's not. Let's not. Once you join Pottermore, then you'll. Join I'm us. shut up. <laughs> so what do they do? How do they take down this arch club? <laughs> he hits it with his lightsaber. <laughs> Oh, he's cut things with lightsabers before. I've seen him do it a million times. I hey, would say well, stop with the well, cutting ne- with neither, lightsabers. Neither of us said that. <laughs> but this, but this scene. But again, this scene. Yes, fine, whatever. The lightsaber shoots out. I hear the music. He catches. We it. We weren't I, talking. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't talk the rest of the episode. Did you start the recording, <laughs> by the way. I'm just making sure. Yeah, I started the recording. So Good. Because yeah. I wanted yeah. to hear that moment. <laughs> so the lightsaber. He shoots the lightsaber out. R two shoots the lightsaber out. Yeah, you hear the music, Luke catches it, and I do love the fact that Zahn writes in this moment of Luke catches it, has the lightsaber again, and goes, Ooh, I am going to get my butt kicked here if they start firing at me because I'm not going to be able to deflect yeah, I don't force. have the force, yeah. Uh, 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 let's take the arch down. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I do. I, I, I like that. It crumbles I, it, everything on I, top I, of them. Yeah, I love it too. No, that's too good. That's good. No, no, that, that, yeah. that was really good. I mean, you're putting a character in a situation he's never been in before. Yeah, and yeah. he's reacting how I would. Like, uh, 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 let's let's wreck everything. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And and to have the presence of mind too to go, I. There's a chance. I, I could probably deflect most of them right. without the force. Just, oh yeah, I got the lightsaber. <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it really it really it does. It brings your main character down. It brings your it brings your force samurai your immortal force samurai down to a human life. I, yeah, I, I like this. And then as we go into chapter 30, I I feel bad for Card because he's just standing in the rubble and he's just like this is a cool secret base. And <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm never going to see it again. Like, this I have is to why leave. you don't invite the girls out here. <laughs> I just found myself a hot redhead. I'd have her to dinner all the time. Now we got to leave. <laughs> this blonde kid shows up with his laser sword. Everybody knows where my secret base is. And I'm <laughs> leaving. Lando and Han. out here? Luke and the boys, they all jump into... Uh, into the, the <laughs> into the General Lee, and they blast on out of there. Um, there, there are pictures online of the orange painted Millennium Falcon uh, with the Confederate flag, flag on it. Jeez, um, and I like this idea. As soon as they leave the planet, that Luke feels like he <gasps> is. Luke yeah, he takes his deep breath, almost like the Force returns to him. I really like. I love all of all of this, and Zahn really gets these parts of the characters right when they're together. Kind of like Falcon. when you're hungover and you, you get a Bloody Mary, and like <laughs> the alcohol kicks back in, and you're just like, "Oh, I'm normal again." <laughs> yep, right. L- little hair of the force. <laughs> hair of the force. <laughs> now you're messing with the hair of the force. Okay, uh, that was not good. <laughs> what was that? Hair of the dog. By three dog <laughs> Nazareth. Nazareth. <laughs> Isn't it now you're messing with the son, son of a of bitch? Yeah. <laughs> hair of the, the force. Ha- you said hair of the force. How is that hair, how, how, how is hair of the force? Because you just said hair of the force. I did just say hair of the force, but that's not what the. 
But the title of the song Neil, is Neil, Hair of the Dog let's by go, Nazareth. Let's, let's go and let's let mom and dad fight. Okay. I'm taking all these bottles and they're all getting shoved <laughs> sideways up your rectums. So <laughs> rectum, damn near killed him. <laughs> so on the Falcon, we've got our heroes and they're towing Luke's X-Wing behind them because yes. it's pretty much destroyed. And they're conveniently going to the same planet the Empire is about to attack and where Wedge is also conveniently on escort duty. Convenient yeah. plot device is convenient. Well, yeah. I, hey, hey, we need we need to bring the X-wing down to the yeah. shop. We need, we need to bring it to Cooter. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna with, agree with you. I'm gonna agree with, with you. With this, yeah. Would what? you just leave the ship? <laughs> he likes it too much. But at this point, with how much is left yep. in the book, I honestly thought, okay, why not just have this whole section be Wedge's section, and it's only about Wedge during this battle, and they have to hear about what happened instead of oh, our heroes are gonna go there, and the day will be saved again. It's book one. They could get screwed because up. Because Wedge is an ancillary character. Nobody wants the end of a Star Wars novel to be just Wedge's gambit against this. There's enough right there that but could I mean, be them coming back at the end. Because Man. now because now it's got to be saving yeah. Private Wedge. You it's know what he's doing, though, is he... Private Wedge, I'd watch that. I feel <laughs> Zahn is mimicking... All we've had is three Star Wars movies. He's doing exactly what Lucas did, where he takes a bunch oh, of yeah. desperate plot threads and combines them all together at the end. They all come to an Actually, apex you know, I, in the I final I, I, battle. I don't have an... Like, this, I feel like, was the first book that kept me up late. Yeah, right. Like, I I mean, and I read this... You know, I, I really didn't start reading novels until I was an adult. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this action scene at the end here is... a. I loved it. I love this. Yeah, I, I love this. And then, and then they announced that this wasn't canon. And then I went to Red Rising, and I found like even better action. Yeah, but right. I, I feel like this is pretty on par. I, I think so. Like as far as like so. as far as writing something about something I've seen in real life, and being able to just suck me into it. Well, and what I like is you take uh, disparate elements, like a cloaking shield that's barely working, you've got mole miners, what the heck did they need mole miners for? And then you see the brilliance of uh, Thrawn's plan, where what he's going to do is he's going to take all of these, you know, cargo freighters, pack them full of TIE fighters, get them into the Sluice Band shipyards, then he's going to, you know, blow them open, and then all of these, like, you know, mole miners are going to come all over the place, they're going to, you know... a herd of angry bees. Yeah, which are going to attach to all of these ships, and then they're going to insert, you know, the crews that will take over the ships and get them all out of there. Because what Thrawn needs is ships. I like that this is not a Death Star. This is like real military strategy. Steal the fleet, not destroy everything. Yeah, exactly. Rain, not... And, yeah. because, and because Rogue Squadron's here, and that's one of the things that um, that we talked about when we've talked about like Rogue One and stuff like that, regardless of all the other stuff about transmitting plans and everything else, yeah. that was part of the beauty of the ending of Rogue One was you got that you got that X Wing battle. Right. You got mm-hmm. you got that you got that space battle. An, that was an epic that battle. Was, that was done correctly. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And you could see you could see again. It's it's a Star Wars trope, but it's a Star Wars trope that I really like. Mm-hmm. You can see the uh, red five, red four checking in, red five yeah. checking in, gold yeah. leader checking in. You can see all that yeah. stuff going on, and and you I can see the pictures of the different guys talking yes. to each other because, inside yeah. their. Conference. You have that at the end of New Hope. You have that at the end of Jedi, and I feel like he's trying to mimic that here as well, but in a good way. It's a it's a different scenario, a different scene. Uh, mm-hmm. I think actually smarter strategy than has even been done in any blue of us. leader checking in. Oh, he's gonna die. <laughs> 
Horkins. No, this. What an unfortunate name. I still think it's horrible. Horkins, poor guy. Um, so I'm good with the whole battle. Yep. Yep. Until the end of the battle. Mm, and okay. what is that? So going through the battle, it's so. I mean, I, so, I really we don't we don't need to talk about the no, battle. I'm just going to quickly summarize no, my key yeah, points of yeah, what yeah, leads me towards yeah, no, no, why it, it's just set. super cool space battle. <laughs> super, right, yeah. super cool space battle. Super cool space, the, space battle in done in written word. Yeah, yes. right. Not mm-hmm. done, you know, not done as a movie, not you, done visually, done in written word. You can follow it. Yeah. Oh, we've, so, yeah. But, oh, we've read Red Rising, and we know good action. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, true. sorry. He, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that this is what he came from, though. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So I'm going to use my key points here just yes. to yeah. see my yeah, train go going. It. Yeah, one. Go Thrawn is using mole miners to steal the fleet. Yes. Great. Wedge and Rogue Squadron are doing work. Luke is just clueless because he can't really do much in the Falcon. Right. Thrawn at this. Well, he's point, on no, the quads. Isn't yeah, he? he's on the quads. Just <laughs> Thrawn pulls back, back new full confidence that nothing will go wrong. Then I wrote Lando's miners are going to be the key. Yep, Lando had the slave key. That allowed him to control all of them and yeah. mess with everything. Yes. So Thrawn, who studies all this artwork, knows all about miners, didn't see a slave key on every mining ship? I'm sure he saw it, but there's no reason for Lando to be Oh my here. god, yeah. There is no chance in hell that Lando Calrissian in the entire galaxy was going to be there to use his slave key. Okay, this so is serendipity. This is just... And, and, the and, and, that's, and it yeah. proves that Thrawn's not all-knowing. Right, yeah. not all knowing, but weakness. if he saw it, and that's even one small possibility, yep. he would fail. Yeah, the way his characters, he doesn't stand for failure. He no. would have taken that out. Yeah, why did he leave it in? Leave, take what? Oh, the slave, slave key. The slave key. That is a possibility for failure. Even though, yes, it's a huge universe, the chances are like nothing. There's still that small chance he yeah. would not have left that up to chance. It's, you know, I, I this think- is way too convenient that oh, Lando's here. Hey, those are my shit. And, and and slave I, key deactivates. And I, and I think, now I've done it all. Yeah. And I, I think we've all complained. We all complained about it at the beginning of this episode where you know uh, Thrawn watching like the ships yes. connecting really quickly and being yeah. like, "I got it." Yes. I feel like that stepped him up to this point where he should have where this, this yes. <laughs> would be unacceptable. But, I, I but, but we also talked about we also talked about this idea of. Thrawn not really caring about who we we all know that these are the major characters. Yeah. Yeah. We all talked about mm. th- we we've all talked throughout last episode and this episode about Thrawn doesn't care. Right. Thrawn see mm-hmm. all these are all just ter- these are all tertiary characters in Thrawn's world. I mean Lan- Lando Calrissian is not a big deal. Mm. Han-, Han Solo is not a big no. deal. Luke Skywalker is not a big deal. I I'm a big deal. Um but he, these are all, right. that's never going to happen. Well, uh, so, but I see, but, I see what you're the saying. And the way that, the way that they use them is not how you would think. So like, uh, Lando has the ability to turn them on to drill. So, uh, he, the, he disables and destroys nearly all of those ships. He stops the empire from taking them, but we will even see in the second book, they get a lot of hell for doing this. The the the, the yes. slave the slave circuit arc, yeah, is sprinkled about nicely in this book. Yeah, very nicely. Yep. But I I know it's Thrawn, the impossibility of Thrawn. Yeah. I I'm I'm gonna bring it back to that that one that one thing where he's like, oh no, these ships are connected. Yeah. And so. I know how quickly droids walk, and I know who's on these ships. Yeah. Right. 
So why don't you know who owns these ships? Yeah. And the that's of- it's 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 I mean it, it is I I am I am just Hi, welcome to a liter- literature yeah. review podcast <laughs> where I'm just trying to poke holes and stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. I understand and, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um I understand what you're saying. I agree with you. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I would agree with that too. He he should have disabled the slave circuits on everything. Yeah, because yeah. and there's no, and since it's a trilogy, there's nothing wrong with the bad guy winning in the first book. I would have had no issue right if you would have taken his the whole ships. plan worked. Yes, yeah. that might have set up an even yeah. better arc of wait. Now he's yeah. actually got him. What's his next yeah. step of his you plan? Kn- because our heroes failed. And this is where I will go with you in saying that this is where Zahn maybe is too beholden to the what has been, what has, fact of what has gone before. Heroes win, heroes lose, heroes win. Yes, yes. Heroes win. So this is my first book, just like the Death Star blowing up in the first one. I've got to have a loss need, on the I, Empire I, I, side. I need a I need a uh I need a uh, medal ceremony at the end of the first book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, and there that might medal be, ceremony so does not happen it does here not, in the first it does, book. It does not because happen. into thirty two yeah, yeah. The battle's over. The damage is assessed. Um, it, it it takes a while to mop up, but what we find out is Leia Leia makes a cell phone call back to the boys and says Akbar has been thrown into prison. Borskphalia has uh, said that he was he's treason. charged him with treason, right? So um, I we, am not a crook. Yeah, we <laughs> we're we're left on the verge of kind of civil war in some way. I mean, I, I wouldn't sense, say yes. we're not really there. It's, but it's, close. It, it's it's political. It's polite civil war. Yeah, yeah, so. yes, <laughs> yes, it is. And Luke stuck waiting for his X-wing to be repaired, and Solo. Yeah. He's heading there straight away. Uh, I gotta go look into my wife. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys, this has been fun. Uh, heck of a uh, heck of a diaper party for me. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I mean, there are death parties of like aliens trying to kill her. I mean, this is yeah. And it, so I, 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 spo- get this feeling, I suppose I should go home. <laughs> is Lando because Lando goes with him, right? Yeah, right. So I and I get again. We get to this point too, and I'm huh. Han is a uh, Han Han. Why do I keep doing that? I, I feel if Lando calls him one and everybody else, you can eat either, either way. Or, Han, Han, okay, boob. <laughs> <laughs> There's not two O's in my <laughs> name. So that's not correct. Okay, boob. <laughs> so I, I just have a feeling of him driving and just like sitting sitting back at the at the holographic chess table. There's just Lando with a Colt 45. Like, <laughs> Star dates. All right, all right. <laughs> Bring, brings out the little thing from Solo. So we were at the shipyards. I came up with this massively intelligent plan. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> and I still miss my robot wife. <laughs> um, Don't th- ever talk about three PO in the background. Um, um, General Calrissian. What do you want? <laughs> oh man! Will you deprogram Three PO's bringing him Colt Forty. Or no, R two or R two would be with Luke, but three yeah. PO three PO's got a little tray with yep. Colt Forty Five on it for sure. So here we are at the end of our first installment in the Star Wars trilogy, uh, Heir to the Empire. So thoughts? Uh, would you recommend this book? Would you not? Neil? Hello, adults. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's spreading like a contagion. Nephew Neil here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I've been waiting so long just to see the reaction on Klopp's face for this. So, anyway, my thoughts. There are some great moments, and there are some not-so-great moments, as I've thrown out here, throughout a lot of times here, kind of pissing Bob off next to me. 
Which has happened a couple times. I'm not that pissed off right yet. That's okay. But just just wait. So buckle up, bud. Yeah, my thoughts. If this. this book did not have Star Wars characters and was just a normal science fiction book, mm. I would not recommend this book. Mm. But since it is still part of a Star Wars canon at the time and is still part of the characters that I've grown attached to, I do give it a recommendation. But he had better step his game up in book two. Oh, <laughs> it's not your turn yet. Would you have some patience, this please? This magnum man? opus, you are just going to soil <laughs> your vindictive four-tongue lie. <laughs> Uncle Club, what about you? <laughs> hey, kids. That's my line. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, kids. <laughs> Uncle Club loves Heir to the Empire. I have loved Heir to the Empire since, as we talked about in the first podcast, I, you know, I first picked it up from the school library and first, you know, sat down to, you know, read it and go, hey, it's a Star Wars novel. And, yeah, do I have issues with it? Um, I think you always, when you have those characters that you, we're all so steeped in, and you have character, and they do different things because, hey, it's a new story. We, uh, we, we all we all have what we think should be going on in our heads when we get to the next chapter of the story. Mm. And one of the things I like about Heir to the Empire is I'm able to separate myself a little bit from that because I feel that even the things I'm not agreeing with or the things that I have questions about, I still get. I still understand. Mm. And I'm still going. And I, Zahn writes these characters so well. And he writes, like, like I've said numerous times uh, throughout the podcasts, I hear the score. Yes. I hear, you know, he writes this as Star Wars. I can hear this. I wish this would, I wish five years after Jedi came out, this could have been a movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I'll i be nice and short and sweet on this one. I give a definite recommend. We get introduced to Mara. Uh, Mara is one of my favorite, my favorite add-on characters to, actually Mara is my favorite add-on character to the Star Wars universe. I'm really kind of sad that she doesn't exist right now in canon. Uh, but yeah, I definitely recommend this if you're a Star Wars fan. And like we talked about in the first podcast, I look at this as I look at this kind of in that multiverse aspect. Somewhere in my somewhere in my Star Wars universe, both the new movies and this can exist. They just happen to be different timelines. Mm. Luke, how are you feeling, my young brethren? My brother. Um, I'm feeling, uh, good. That uh, is way too many callbacks. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Throw this podcast in the garbage. Too many callbacks. Um, so I. This is difficult for me. I, as much as reading this, was a good time. The first time, as much as listening to it, the second time was a good time. As much as starting the second book was a good time, it's not canon. So I and, and I'm definitely I'm definitely coming from a different place mm-hmm. where I feel like stories and timelines should be contained and put to bed. You know, in in the in the right aspect, I suppose. I <clears throat> This is written very well. The callbacks to me were not super obvious the first time I read it. I had a, 
my God, the first time I read this book was a blast. Uh-huh. But it's not canon. So I don't, I, I, you know, and, and I'm not somebody who goes back and I never play a video game a second time. I never read a book a second time. I never, well, I will watch movies a second time, but it's not so much to, you know, dive into what has happened. You know, really, really when I experience it, when I go through a story, I'm just experiencing a story. And really, if this podcast hadn't come back to this trilogy, I would have never come back to this trilogy. Um, I mean, you know, you guys can say what you want about the continuation of the Star Wars trilogy into episodes 7, 8, 9. That's what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening right now for me. Um, the Star Wars stories I really like because it's building more upon, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to make anybody happy with any of this. <laughs> there, there, there's nobody that I can make happy with this statement. Yeah. You can make I, me happy by being honest. Yeah. And that's, that's enough. True. That's you enough know what? Here. It's our yeah. own opinions. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I, I cannot recommend this book. I cannot not recommend this book. It exists in purgatory in the world. It exists <laughs> in purgatory. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. That is a good it way does. to put it. It does. Whether you read this book or not will have no impact on what what Star Wars you consume in the future. Yeah. Maybe you could consume some Star Wars in the future, come back, read this, and be like, oh, well, that's where that came from. Mm. That's nice. I, I don't... Um, I really like to be able to start a story, end a story, put it to bed. And this really doesn't fit anywhere into that. So, interesting. I so you're gonna be a blast to go through the second book with. <laughs> yeah, and third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, that, this yeah. is about where you're gonna get for me. Wow. I, you know, I, I, I will. I again, I, I will reiterate once more. My first time through this book, when it was canon, was so much fun. And. Yeah, I, I guess I, I, don't, I don't know what to feel. I mm. really don't know what to feel. Interesting. And that, okay, so I'm just, hi, I'm, I'm Switzerland. I'm neutral. I don't know, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I like Swiss chocolate. That's good. I mean, Switzerland, I still, like Switzerland will still shoot you down if you fly over it. <laughs> so Total neutral. Total neutrality. Um, so I guess uh, my thoughts on this, you brought up a lot of really interesting points, everybody here. Um Again, you got everybody listening knows that this is a series for me that is wrapped up and steeped in a huge amount of nostalgia. But I would look at throwing back to even more nostalgia. As a child, I was a huge fan, still am a huge fan of Legos. And when you would buy Lego sets, uh, you know, there was always, you know, I bought tons of castle and pirate ones. And I would always, as soon as I bought them, I would build this, the, the set that it was you know, from the instructions and very quickly it would be torn apart and then I would combine it all together and I would make whatever I wanted. Space pirates. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Space pirates of the 23rd century, right? Um, And uh, my fandom with Star Wars in a lot of ways has become that. When I first read this trilogy, um, I was very into canon and I was very into... Um, fitting everything into my own universe. And 
after reading this trilogy. I loved it. I read the next one, was still pretty much in love, and then there was some really horrible stuff that came out as well. Um, and I very quickly learned to say, like, hey, this book, not part of my canon. Hey, this book, not part of my canon. And so Star Wars has now become, for me, a bin of Legos. And so when new movies come out or new books come out, I read them, and then it goes into the giant Star Wars Lego bin, and I pull out the bricks I want, and I create my own universe with it. So for me, um, this is always, this trilogy is always will be the, con it's a made-up universe. So this is the continuation for me, my personal Lego brick Star Wars universe. This is what happened to Luke and Han. Han didn't get killed by his son. Not for me, right? It's an interesting thing that I'll go watch and on you know the big screen and and talk about but for me personally in my lego universe uh this this is what happened and so i think going kind of to your point luke uh yeah this does kind of exist to the world in purgatory but um for me this is my canon and whatever they crank out coming up i'll find interesting i'll watch some of it i'll take some of it i'll think is cool some of it will be like um subpar to me you know so this takes precedence for me and so this is this is my canon and i i would highly highly recommend this to anybody who's a star wars fan but yet at the same time it's weird because i agree i'm uh recommending something that is no longer canon is not accepted accepted canon I guess I don't know. Maybe it's like a rebellion or something. You know, everybody just be free. Uh, create your own Star Wars. And if, and if, <laughs> if, if, if I can, rebellions are built on hope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if I if I can bring this back to what I what I talked about in Tavern Talk. Yeah. Absolutely unintentionally. Yeah. Right. Um. So the Cthulhu Mythos. Mm, yeah. Is Good something one. that H.P. Lovecraft said. You. There is no right or wrong way to. Right perceive this right there's no right or wrong way to pronounce these names because they're alien yeah there's no there's no right or wrong way to experience any of this it is your experience in it yeah but i'm gonna bring life is strange into this as well because <laughs> that, that, ga that game was all about like choices and everything and as much as i love that game i feel like i had my experience through it mm -hmm. and like i don't think i can ever play that game again interesting so yeah. i i don't know it's i feel just a very unintentional thing that happened in the beginning and at the end or, yeah juxtaposition it's not a juxtaposition um you can mark that um I, I don't you know I don't I don't know yeah. I know exactly where you are coming from yep. I know exactly where Bob I know exactly yeah. where you are coming from Clob I know exactly where you are coming from Neil I know exactly where you are coming from and for me I feel like I'm just sort of like I don't know the time traveler who's able to like move between them and yeah. like experience like both all these points of it, and I, I don't, I don't know, right? Especially when it exists in purgatory, yeah. especially when it's this big, massive, gargantuan series right. that's still being created by like one of the biggest companies in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, what do you, what do you do? Yeah, what do we as fans do? I, I don't know. There are multiple timelines. Shrug. That's what it is. You just, I, I'm shrugging in real life. You should. We should talk to Star Trek fans, although some of us are. Um, you know how how did they deal with the J.J. Abrams verse? Because in a lot of ways, the exact same things were happen, but happening. But that, that right? no, no, that was at least a literal like it in reboot. 
Well, it, yeah. it, in the canon of the story, yeah. it was a literal parallel universe. Right, that's true. And that, that true. I feel like I would be much better with. <laughs> I don't like. I don't so know. Star Trek so fans are better off than we so are. Episode not, episode nine, J.J. <laughs> Abrams, I want to see a black hole where they go back, <laughs> Mara Jade's there, and we're cool with everything. <laughs> just all of a sudden, it's... Just all of a sudden, uh, Ray crashes on a planet, and there's old Luke and old Mara Jade just sitting there in rockers. You never, you never know. I've heard through you know whatever grapevine I have that Ryan Johnson is not going to work on another. That he was slated to do another trilogy, and that that's not going to happen. I didn't. I, I heard that confirmed. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah confirmed. that is confirmed. Uh, so I, I do feel I mean, like who knows? Maybe that done, giant he, black hole will happen. He done goofed. He done so, goofed. So folks, hit us up on Facebook again. Hit us up on Twitter. Talk to us about this. We want to hear your thoughts about. I don't know. Do we? How I do? Yes, we do. <laughs> I do. I want to hear how other people are experiencing this and I where yeah. and, and and where this fits for I'm other so people. Torn. Can you blow it off? Can you just blow everything off because it isn't because it isn't canon anymore? Can you look at it as legends? Can we look at it as you know what? What do we do with this for those of us who were you know steeped in this? Yeah. And hey, you know what? If you, know, you like it, feel? if you like it, I'm sitting down on my table with a sign in the front with my coffee cup. Um, I don't care. Change my mind. Ah, oh, interesting. How about interesting. that? Yeah. But see, I think it's all a, a thing of perspective because I could equally sit with a coffee cup and say, this is my universe. What's coming out? I don't care. Make me care. Like, I don't I don't care necessarily what episode 10 is going to be or 9 or 11 or 12 or 25, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm interested. Well, I'm interested. I mean, I am. I'm interested, <laughs> right? But, but again, it's kind of like it's a made-up universe. You can. It's like when you're playing with a bunch of kids and somebody's like, and then I blew you up with my infinity ray gun. And you're like, no, you didn't. I have a infinity laser power shield. And I think I look at it, too, and this is actually something that I talk about with my, with my 11-year-old a lot, too, yeah. is that... There are there are different stories. Mm-hmm. You know, original Guardians of the Galaxy was oh, none of the people that no. are in the movies. None. Uh, you know, and so you you I think we can look at a lot of things like that and look at a lot of you know a lot of the different mediums and you know if we're okay with if we're okay with comics doing this. I talked about the Defenders in um, right. the Defenders TV series. I was okay with the Defenders TV series. However, in the back of my head, I did go. But Bruce Banner was one of the founding members mm. of the Defenders. Yeah, uh, right. I, I can, Marvel has had to deal with this a ton. Crap. Of Any rewrite. comic series. Y- yeah, has yeah. Reboot their universe so many times. You've got the new Fifty Two in DC. Then you had that. I remember yeah. it changes. And all yeah. the time. I, I do also look at it too. As I remember in the comics, how pissed, yeah. and I just lost my mind. And this is like twenty years old now, so yeah. I this won't be spoiling it for anybody. Actually, my middle will be ten years old. Uh, but there's a point where the Spider-Man universe reboots. Oh, yeah! Because he chooses to save he Aunt chooses May. to save uh, Aunt May instead of his wife. Mm, yeah, and all of a sudden it becomes the whole Mary Jane story has never happened in the Spider-Man universe in the right. comics. And I remember looking at that and going, "Ha! Huh? Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> what do you god. mean? Yeah, there's what? It's his wife. They had a kid once in a right. what if book um, who had Captain Universe powers. Um, but yeah, uh, and they had another one. Yeah. The other one in the old man Logan series, but yes, but but you know you look at that, and I kind of like you said, Bob. I kind of 
bring my bring my own. Hey, this is my universe. This is what I feel about yep. this. Um, to it, and so by all means, folks, talk to us about that and on how you're dealing with it because <laughs> that's really that's really why we do this podcast is because this is our therapy session of yeah, us just true. talking to the Can world. Can we deal about with uni- our universes, our nerd? What, 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 yeah, whatever the universe is, this is our therapy. This is much cheaper for us than going to see a shrink. <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. That is. So fair. yeah, at our table we had three. Two strong recommends. Yes. One minor recommend. One neutral. But if you agree, disagree, hit us up Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. all our For spots, sure. the different sites. Club will let you read them off. Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> say I it every like day. The website. Yeah, every time we you do say it every time. So I, I've done it once, and then you fired me. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, but we brought, but we brought you back, which is somehow still canon. I know. It's <laughs> Why do I keep coming back for all the science fiction books? <laughs> but the okay. fantasy ones. Hey, anyways, I got. Bob, you're married. I'm sorry, and there's only three green girls. We over have there. To, why? Why do you keep so, doing uh, this? To me? We, uh, the three of us, have to go get this final drink over there with her. Uh, do you want to go outside and start, and, uh, and, and start with them? Sorry. Yes. You want well, me to go start the. It's one of those races. <laughs> it's truthfully one of those races where they're all kind of high mind. Yeah, they're kind yeah, of high yeah, mind. Right. Yeah. That oh, that's fine. They are. They are all her. I hear they move in sync. They do. Hey, start the speeders. I got this one. Hey, baby. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeons and Dweebs. There's even more adventuring to be had at our website, dungeonsanddweebs.com. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at dungeonsanddweebspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons and Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at dungeonsanddweebs.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The music for Dungeons and Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings and can be found at their website, royaltyfreekings.com. Dungeons and Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert media production. Copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And no part of the show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the expressed written permission of Tim Gilbert Media. halfway across the room. You just do the deal me in. No, because it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, you get imbue yourself with coolness. I can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah. I can't. I believe in you. You can't. Deal me in. Let's take it a few different ways. Deal me. <laughs> deal <laughs> me in. Deal with it. Yeah. Deal me in. Deal me in. There. That was it. That was it right there. <laughs> Greetings, my young Rodanes, Trandoshans, and Durasis. Durasis. Try that. Durasi. Rodians. Durasis. Oh. Rodians. <laughs> well, I'm editing this one, so don't worry about <laughs> God. <laughs> me. Okay. <laughs> you done? <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, my young Rodians. Trend. Fuck <laughs> <Not> me! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Welcome to my You're like the kids. <laughs> Random alarm set for no reason. Greetings, my young Rodians, Trandoshans, and Durosis.
Duros. Duros. Shut up! It's part of the bit. Oh, I didn't know that. Audience, normally we talk to each other beforehand. We did it on this one. Yeah. It's part that's of the bit. It's all getting edited. It's I okay. know. That's why I threw that on there. Okay, we got some for the end. Sorry, Ro- man. Rodians. 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 Yep. So thoughts. Uh, would you recommend this book? Would you not? Neil? <laughs> Is that how we're going to go? I honestly yeah. don't remember the order because it's yes. been so long yeah. since I've been here for one of these. It goes backwards on this one. Yeah. So it go, so so I'll just, I'll so just, goes me, so club, yeah. you, Bob. Yeah. Okay. So would you recommend this book, Neil? Hey, hey, listeners, hit us up on Facebook, uh, Twitter, talk to us about your ideas behind this cloaking device, or your idea. What? Bob! Oh, sorry. How dare you? Darn a Luma wallet. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, hey, yeah, just, we're we're wrapping things up here. Uh, Here, we're wrapping things up. Luke had all the beans here. I got the beans. Oh, it does, Crystal. Oh, it does. We have them! (laughs) They have the beans. So, what beans? Because you needed what? Kidney beans and? Oh, okay. Well, you're taking them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm taking them anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't, Crystal, I don't want these beans. Yeah, yeah, Luke doesn't want these beans. These beans were left to me. Uh, I think that we have probably 20 minutes, half an hour here to to wrap it all up. We're on, we're on chapter 27 of 30. These were being queefed to me. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, fantastic. Great. Okay. I thought Kiera's, she cr- Kiera's crying in the be- bedroom. I don't know what's going What'd on. What'd you do? I don't know. He's dick. <laughs> it seems like whenever I'm gone, the kids had, fall apart. Had, I don't understand. He had girls. He has a house full of women. And, and uh, one of them's getting real close to puberty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eventually, eventually you realize you're going to live in a house where they're all synced up, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to shoot. <laughs> I'm going to live in that. Are we still uh, recording? I, yes, I, we're still recording. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. Actually, we are. Bob, thankfully. That's going on the end of the episode. That's thankfully not a real thing. What's that? They don't They don't sync up. That's not a thing. <laughs> oh. Just so you know. Okay. Where, where, where was I? I don't remember. We were I talking about. We said something about the cloaking can real I, world. Real oh, world. No, I was talking. talking. I was can talking. I pee as long as we're yeah. in a moment. Yeah. Hey, like Luke's gonna pee. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks.